to call this thing. Ah, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on the forum. This is Parker. Go by Twig on forums. This is Jeremy. Um, hashtag try Netrunner. You won't be disappointed. Go to eBay and buy Netrunner cards. Buy them. <laughs> <laughs> and then dr- and then drive to Kansas City and play Netrunner with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. With the last All bastion, right. an island. Yep. Uh, quick announcements. Uh, we have two announcements today. One is a normal announcement, and one is a secret announcement Ooh, that we super will reveal secret. later in the podcast mm. when Parker says the mystery word. <laughs> Let me see. Um, I'm going to write down the the mystery word now. All right, it's written down. If you guys want to check, you can. Uh, so the the first one is Parker. Can you guess it? Uh, oh, my probation. Probation continues. Uh, yeah. There's nine more episodes of probation left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and although and after today, which Parker was unable to show up for the podcast, so we had to do it at the, the crack of 3 a.m. on a Wednesday afternoon is pretty stupid. So uh, let's uh, let's continue. Parker, you have the next segment. All right. It's the news. News, 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 So, uh, news, some news, news that went uh, really quiet, uh, really quietly under the radar. We got some news. Uh, the affiliation list was silently uh, updated on Thursday with the, when they released uh, the some of the new models. Although the affiliations that were um, updated were not for the new models; they were for the upcoming ones later here later in June. So we have. Uh, we know where a lot of the spider people and the spider foes are going to also uh, be in. So we know that Mysterio is, of course, a spider foe, but he is also going to be a member of Cabal. So there's that. Uh, we know that uh, Craven the Hunter is going to be a spider foe now, for sure. Uh, and he's also going to be in Criminal Syndicate. Yay, a three-pointer. There you go. Um... We know that the lizard was going to be a spider foe, and that's what he is. <laughs> that's all he's got. <laughs> I was like, Aww. I don't think he's into. I do think it's interesting how many of the web warriors are in web warrior enemy factions. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Uh, finally, we have the amazing Spider-Man. The amazing Spider-Man will be a defender as well as a uh, web warrior, which we saw coming because he had the leadership ability. And finally, we surprise. Yep. And finally, we knew uh, the black cat was in um, already in criminals and uh, spider foes, but now she's uh, wait no she's not in spider foes. Yeah, she's just not, in criminals. Not in spider foes. Yeah, so she's just in criminals, but she's also now going to be in web warriors. So we thought. So we we talked about on the podcast how there be two two ways now to steal objectives in web warriors. Seems good and stuff. We'll see how that does. I'm just excited to see another five-point model in Defenders. I think that's a really yeah. solid yeah. choice. Yeah. Jesus. In fact, I think they should add Thor to Defenders. <laughs> just to, to round it out. Yeah. Oh, Lord. That's I mean, that's the faction that's like, would you like expensive models? And then maybe some cheap models. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, well, all other factions have threes and fours, so we're going to have fives and twos. That's how we roll. Yeah, it is odd. They have so it's Scarlet Witch, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Strange, Ghost Rider, Ghost and, then, Rider. and then kind of the Hulk. He's more than five points. But yeah, yeah that's just a lot of expensive characters. The so Louis Vuitton yeah. of uh, factions. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Except go those big or go home, bro. So, uh, does anybody care about Mysterio being Cabal? Is that is that something they care about? I don't know why he's in Cabal. He's clearly not a Cabal member, right? Yeah, I don't. Like, this is, is he bent on world destruction? No, this is like this is this yeah. is Cable being in the Avengers for no fucking reason. It's the same thing. I don't understand. Well, Cable's, Cable's in Avengers. In the Avengers, though. No, he was never. Yeah, in, he... yeah, Cable's in the Avengers faction. Spider-Man's not in Avengers. Nope. Amazing Spider-Man. No. No. But Cable fucking, is. We... Yes. And Deadpool. Huh. All right, that's it. I'm writing a strongly worded letter tomorrow. What? No, I was I was I was ticked about this for a long time ago. Like, why the fuck is why is everybody going into Avengers? And Parker, Cabal? I think I, I think you're confused because all characters are in Avengers. Affiliate. What I don't get it is Spider-Man has actually now been in the Avengers for like oh, nearly ten years now, and he's not in Avengers. He's in the Defenders, which I don't understand. He may have been a defender at one point. Actually, I'm sure he was. But well, I think defenders are just Marvel Knights, and he spends a lot of times with the Marvel Knights. Yeah. Don't worry, because Peter Parker will definitely be in Fantastic Four. Ooh, <laughs> 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 it's all that makes me happy. Every time somebody says that out loud, I go, "Fantastic Four will eventually be in this game." Please. I mean, it's on the movie schedule. It's definitely happening. Yeah. Ooh, I want it so bad. <laughs> I want to play it so bad. All right. What's next? Um. Other news. Is we have um, what is what is that? That's all right. Uh, just for anyone, this is not specifically Marvel Crisis Protocol news, but there is a Guardians of the Galaxy oh. video game coming out. Soon. <laughs> oh, that okay. Uh, the trailer is now on YouTube. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, de- debuted at E three over the weekend. Um, yeah. yeah, Marvel news, not not MCP news. Yeah, uh, in MCP news, we got uh, War Machines panel to play. War Machine is a panel to play now. We found out that uh, he's uh, likely going to have flight. Um, he is going to have... It says here they have two heavy weapons, which is his minigun and his rocket pods. They suggest that the minigun's going to be able to do AoE damage, uh, and the rocket pods are probably going to be a beam weapon. They just they don't say that out loud. They just say that it does damage in a line or it does damage to a group of people around the target. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one they describe exactly is an attack called Empty the Clip, which is a big spender, strength 8, physical attack. He rolls two additional dice for every critical result instead of one. And it is still, in return, War Machine then suffers one damage for each crit in the attack roll. So he gets to super explode on crits, but the super explode also does a damage to him. Um, so th- he's likely a, a character with three different attacks, and his big spender does super crits. That seems like a safe bet since they named three of them. Yeah, I guess he could have four. Uh, no, they didn't name three. They just mentioned Did it. They, they, they didn't. Do, they didn't put capital letters on the other two. They just. They just kind of alluded to it very heavily. Let's see. What do they say? It's a shoulder-mounted minigun and his multiple warhead-firing rocket pods. But again, none of that is capitalized so that's that's one attack it's just a really long <laughs> yeah i don't attack. know yeah i was we're we're gonna strong strong assumption he's gonna have three attacks i would not be that surprised if he had four attacks like crystal 
he might because that, that's his thing, right? He's got a gun mm-hmm. in every orifice. Um, then was there any other model that has a a beam builder? Because I believe I saw he has a beam builder. Uh, Vision and Enchantress. A beam four. I think Crystal doesn't. Crystal have Visions a... is four. Doesn't is be, it... doesn't Crystal do a? a... Uh, I don't know if it's a builder. I believe it, she gets one power for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that I, that's kind of a broad term, builder. Um, she has a beam three that gives her one power upon use. Okay, no, that's not what I'm talking about. So does Visions give Vision, him a power for Vision each? has a beam four that gives him one power on use and also has sap power. No. So the key to him is his zero cost per is damage. a beam and it, you will collect power for that. For every damage dealt, so it makes or is him it for special. Every, every hit dealt to your opponent, or is yeah. every damage? It's dealt damage. To your opponent? It's damage. Okay, so it's not like Mister Sinister Strike. <laughs> no, it's a builder. It's just a builder. It's for, it's for every hit symbol that you've dealt to your opponent. Interesting. I'm gonna deal a lot of hit symbols to my opponent. Last, lastly, uh, War Machine has damage reduction. He has armor plating, innate superpower, and it, uh, obviously. Whoever writes these listens to our podcast because they were very no. explicit. <laughs> it says you, you ruined it. What? That was our special news. That was our special news. No, I'm yeah. saying it right now. This is the news section. That's why we have special yeah. news. Well, you were supposed to just read it where it says attacks or other effects generated by your opponent to a minimum of one. I was going to say, yeah. Now, now the the news is we now know that they listened to us because we mm-hmm. spent 20 minutes last time complaining about how they use this overly flowery language mm-hmm. to lie to us because even what they write isn't even technically correct no matter how you read it. Listen, yeah, he can so, throw up to 47 dice at his opponent. Yeah. His this model could be placed anywhere during deployment that is within 3 of your board. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Yeah, last time it was like reduces all damage he suffers by one, and you're like, that's not correct. It's like it's only to a minimum of one, and only damage dealt by your opponent. Like it was just a blatant lie. But yeah, so I like that they are back to the actually more rigid wording that is technically not incorrect lies. But yeah, he looks kind of cool. I wonder how many points he's going to be uh, based on his damage output that we're imagining because it's an eight dice physical attack that can roll two extra dice per i assume he's gonna be four points I, i'd be really really surprised if he was three i mean jeremy could just tell us if he had a memory better than a 90 year old but he apparently doesn't i think he's a three i'll be honest i think they're both threes mm. the ones that they shaved were talking head about shaved head bet uh yeah i'll hold parker down and shave his head all right is parker is in for a three-pointer He's anything but three points, Parker has to shave his head. Thank you. If Move Parker, on. Next news. If he is three points, though, Parker wins the bet. All right, moving on. <laughs> What's next for news? Uh, next is. <laughs> Parker is trying to read what I wrote in the news section. He, you only use acronyms. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's, a, only... it's an easy acronym, Parker. Go ahead, give it a shot. Give me your best guess. <laughs> Could this mean it's obvious Marvel Ultimate Encounter? Is that what that means? Close. You're off by one word. <laughs> Magneto <laughs> Ultimate Encounter. Oh, we have the new Magneto Mutant Masterworks Ultimate Encounter kits in stock at the Geekery. We will be running new Magneto Ultimate Encounter events very soon. They're okay. very cool. You get to use nuclear missiles. <laughs> Great, which are fun. 
the this is an interesting way they're releasing this new one. So previously they've just released info packets on their website you can print out. And then after that, they released the Thanos Ultimate Encounter, which you had to buy the Thanos model that was more expensive because he came with all the other scenario element stuff. This one, they're just selling scenario element stuff separately. And so you'll be able, we basically have bought the kits. They cost us money and we'll be selling them. Anybody wants to come to the event, you'll get your own copy of all of the stuff you need to play the event, except for the Magneto model. And uh, it will be like, what is it? It's like $4 or $5 a person. I think we're going to run it for. So basically you pay five bucks, you get all the stuff you need to run the event. And it's actually a lot of cardboard and a lot of card stock. Um, but yeah, I, I took a glimpse at the uh, the scenario and it's pretty cool. Instead of being a victory point tracker, there's a scrap tracker. And so basically he just builds up more and more scrap throughout the turns. And then he expends the scrap tokens to do stuff. Mm. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Magneto's fine. He's cool, I will destroy I you. Magneto's he's the guy. I'm just going to slip in the Magneto Ultimate Encounter card into my game. He's, see if notices. he's not. He's no Doom. Let's just say that. Uh, how dare you. <laughs> can we Can we use... Oh, I'm going to actually put you on the spot. Is Magneto... Is Magneto Doom? Is he, is, is he as cool as Doom? I would say in absolutely no way, but that's my personal opinion. And what... Because um, I know I know you and I united uh, at the very beginning of this podcast on how Doom is the one mm-hmm. thing in this game that we are both going to only play as soon as it happens, because it's Doom. Magneto and Doom are different. Um, Magneto is more relatable as a character True. than Doom is, and so therefore he's naturally more likable to most people. Mm-hmm. And he, even though he is generally considered misguided in his route to re- resolution... He is widely considered to have good fundamental values by most people. Magneto is right uh, is like a meme, right? It's a it's a yeah, powerful Magneto meme. Magneto was right. Uh, if I got to pick which one of them to be, it would be Magneto. Mm. Uh, but uh, they're both very, very cool characters in the Marvel Universe. And I mean, hasn't it been I, like he like really fleshed out who Magneto is via movies yeah. and all that shit? Like... He exists. He's kind of a big deal. He's in tons of movies. Doom I mean, has actually four villains in the Marvel Universe. Doom has actually been pretty well fleshed out, I think. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of because Doom is cooler than his hero counterparts. Like the collective Fantastic 4, four people that have intricate relationships with each other as well as like serious trials they've suffered throughout their lives. Not as cool Dwarf as the in one comparison <laughs> to a random villain they wrote up for them. <laughs> and so it's just like, well, fuck. Like, we messed up. Like, we made the villain too cool. As where, like, the... Even though I'm not a huge X-Men specifically fan, like, I like members of the X-Men, but the X-Men as a whole, it's like, it's a really cool idea, and I like the world it's set in, but I'm not like, oh, man, like, you know, cannot get enough of that Nightcrawler. Like, it's not the same. Like, Magneto <laughs> is cooler than any single member of the X-Men, but there's so many of them and the relationships are so varied that it's actually a compelling argument of Brotherhood versus X-Men, like which is better. It's where Fantastic Four and Doom, a single guy living alone in a rock building is way cooler than any combination of the Fantastic Four you can think of, or even their allies, really. It's like, let's bring in Human Torch and and Spider-Man. It's like, still no, Doom's still bigger. Like, so I just don't know how they, they missed so hard on the Fantastic Four. I've never been into Fantastic Four. I don't know why. It just never sold yeah. me. 
It's because they're really dumb and boring. Oh, Listen, I, I he stretches a lot, goddammit. And fantastic one's invisible. And he's smart, trust us. The Fantastic Four is... Is it, it's mayonnaise? Yeah, well, they're mayonnaise, right? Like they're really. I hate mayonnaise. This is a perfect analogy. Yes, <laughs> they really are. They are mayonnaise. Like they're really bland, and and yet, and they they have a flavor. It's definitely a flavor, but by itself, it's not that appealing. <laughs> you know, it gets better with other things. Like the best Fantastic Four stories are ones where it's juxtaposed with a great, powerful, a very powerful round character like Doctor Doom or the Avengers. You know, it, it's. Uh, even when they started adding in other members, uh, like they purposely had to put in like She-Hulk and their children and all that stuff to make them just more appealing and interesting. Um, the I think they they became a lot more interesting once uh, they became they basically Marvel Universe treated them like Star Trek, where it was like mm-hmm. an adventure, like it was all very science fiction, like hard sci-fi kind of episodes yeah. with them. Like then they became much more interesting as as a, as a as a read, but it just cool. be, but they needed to be the Swiss Family Robinson because that's what they're like designed to be, right? Mm-hmm. The Marvel version of the Swiss Family Robinson. They they were that's what they were designed to be, and they needed to be that. And instead, for a while, they were supposed to be like a super team, like the X Men, dealing with interpersonal problems. Like, well, they don't have any fucking interpersonal problems, you know? Like, they don't really have the, the Ben. Because they're a family. You know, like, like thing, <laughs> like the thing being sad that he's a rock guy can only take you so far. Like, and yeah. uh, so it's not. He's a cold, unfeeling rock. Yeah. He's You're like, cool. Yeah. That gets, it's, it's not that interesting after a while, but once the, once the, it was taken over by, you know, some amazing writers that spent some time exploring, you know what you could do with the sci-fi side of of the Marvel universe, like take some really cool hard sci-fi looks at things, and they just decided to you know to use the Fantastic Four like Imaginauts, right? Like these people just go out and do crazy cool stuff with that. It's very cool sci-fi, and it's just they go and seek out new new worlds and new strange civilizations. That's their mission, and that was the coolest part of the Fantastic Four. That's when I fell in love with them when I started reading that stuff. Um, but yeah. But it, but it is true that they are, uh, as a family living in the Baxter building in New York City fighting crime, they're not interesting. Like, they're not. Nah. Yeah. You know what was interesting and way more compelling than the Fantastic Four? The Venture Brothers version of the Fantastic <laughs> yes. Four. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jeremy, did you ever watch Venture Brothers? Not like, that episode, but some. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, good. the... Uh, they the mad scientist uh fuck what's his name doc they just call him dr rusty venture yeah that's right rusty venture is the dr venture of the venture brothers and his two kids are the venture brothers but he goes to talk to was it mr incredible i can't remember what they call him yeah it's not mr incredible mr fabulous or something like that it's obviously a fantastic ripoff right because he stretches and he stretches and he's super smart he's a stretchy guy that's brilliant he has his own building in new york and he's a scientist and they wear blue uniforms and he has a wife and then a brother and a friend Mm uh but instead uh the friend is their kid right yeah and so there's still the wife who's the invisible woman, except only her skin turns invisible. So, you can just so see she her looks like this horrible, like oh flesh ripped zombie. Yeah. And it's it's she's grotesque and she can't control her power. It's only when she gets afraid or nervous. Oh and so God. anytime she gets around people because they always react badly, she her skin goes invisible. And they scream and run away. She's like, oh God, it's a fucking Japanese toilet ghost. They run away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. 
Um, and then uh, the, the, human, the human torch is in it. The but... human torch, whose skin is just combustible when combined with oxygen, right. and so they have to keep him in a nitrogen-rich atmosphere bubble, or else he catches on fire and burns. Like he physically burns. He doesn't produce the fire. He catches on fire. Yeah, and he, and he feels and so. It. It's terrible. It's horrible. Yeah, they basically just have him in this cryogenic chamber at all times, and then. The uh, the guy who's supposed to be the thing is their son. The the should be Sue Storm should be Mister Incredible, uh, <laughs> and he just has skin twenty times thicker than most people, <laughs> and so he's oh like God. this giant glob monster. But he's just like this simpleton because he's never been allowed out of his room. It's so horrible. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and so he's the when Rusty ventures there because this guy is like. Yo, Nobel Prize winner, big deal. And he's like a total prick to everybody because he looks down on everybody, even other scientists. And so he's in there and he starts wandering around his lab and he finds his family. And he's like, oh, my God, he's been hiding these people out of shame for decades. <laughs> and it's just like this, like, I've locked my family in the basement, chained them to a radiator situation. <laughs> it's just like, what do you do about it? It was way more compelling than the Fantastic Four. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. All right. All right, so let's continue with this uh, fucking train wreck of an episode. Uh, I was like, is, are we still in news? <laughs> currently playing. Well, you left. We had to fill time. Well, look. And then we started talking about Fantastic Four, which is always just a train wreck. That's a mess, uh, yes. Just ask the writers of Fantastic Four. That's what they are. All right, so moving on to currently playing. Parker, this is your second time to weigh in here. What would you like to say? Yeah, so we got... Uh... I played some Bifrost Bruisers. I played it against Jeremy, and uh, I had a really good time. It was my first time back on the table for a uh, whole year or more. But yeah, so it was like uh, I got to play Perfect. a couple times on TTS, but I did not get to play a lot over uh, the pandemic. And so I got to move some models around. Uh, we were uh, it's that uh, that will probably end up eventually on YouTube as a battle report. And every everyone be gentle <laughs> because I <laughs> I was really bad. I mean, really... I didn't think you actively did anything wrong. It was just uh, like you know, decision making was not optimal. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what it was because it was, you didn't have the experience. Right. Yeah. Uh, the main thing I the main thing was as I basically ignored the scenario completely and just played you know beat them up and that was not the way to play. Obviously, it's called Marvel Crisis Protocol. It's you're supposed to go for the crisis also. But um, but uh, besides that, I learned that I really like Wolverine. The list I really like. Um, there's nothing really I'm. Right now, I'm not excited about changing anything list except the scenario we played, which was the the brand new one where the the middle point moves about. What's was the name of it again? Um, Research station attack. Yeah, I really like that uh, scenario, and I actually changed that to one of my scenarios now, so it's one of the ones I have. Uh, one of my crises. Jeremy, I, I saw your eye roll. There's an exclamation point. That's how you're supposed to say it. Mm -hmm. So I, um, <laughs> I played against Magneto again. So basically. Uh, during the game, I mentioned that since Magneto's come out, I have only played Magneto in every single game I've ever played of Marvel. Sa sample size two. Yeah, sample size. <laughs> no, my sample size is now four, I think. I've played four games, pretty sure. Um, I've played you uh, on TTS. Yeah, I've played Jeremy I twice. One. And I've played now Jeremy in person. So oh, I, technically, I also played Jeremy. Uh, so no, we no, I, 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 I'm a liar because I played the... The, the the vibranium heist and Jeremy played Thanos instead of Magneto. So you're only at eighty percent. So 
Um, so that's actually about. I think that's actually pretty correct. Eighty percent of games have Magneto. If that you sounds right. if you take the Vibranium Heist out, which is a non-standard game, then hundred percent of hundred percent of the games I've played have Magneto in them. Um, I would say, if anything, because that's a twenty-two point scenario, that actually decreases the percentage because Magneto should be in every twenty-two point game. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, I, I have learned that I. Basically, I've learned that you don't play the game against him. You actually play, uh, you, you just kind of sit and wait for him to come at you, which is kind of an interesting, like, tactic, basically. You don't actually go kill Magneto, because Magneto always wins if you go kill him. So you actually just have to sit and wait on your point, and, didn't, like, wait, uh, by by turn three, if your opponent realizes they're going to lose automatically, because Magneto is not moving forward, that, that they have to just move in, and you, you get Magneto on the chin as he comes to you, um... Well, we also theorize... is very much like a Kador model from War Machine. They're slow and they're very hard hitting, and they're not very efficient in what they do. But what they do, they do very well. And so, it, yeah, moving into his threat range is just like giving him a free move action, unless you're going to actually stop him from doing his thing. And so, right. so yeah, that that's kind of a true true understanding of the situation. Uh, we did learn that there is one model in my list that I actually really excited to play that that has some natural ways to mess with him, not necessarily stop him automatically. It doesn't counter him automatically, but it has some cool things to do against him, which is Loki. And so I'm excited to play against Magneto again. And so basically that's what I'm going to do in Marvel Crisis Protocol from now on, is I'm just going to play against Magneto. And I'm I'm not playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm playing Parker versus Magneto, the game, no, for the next You're playing Magneto Crisis Protocol. Yeah, which is... Which is I... I mentioned in the I mentioned the battle report. I do not like that. I do not like that it's Magneto <laughs> Crisis Protocol. He's the new model. Um, uh, he's not the if new model. Had, he's an if old. If you model. had played it, no. If you had played that game this week instead, you probably would have played against X Force, like or Defenders. Like that's not a fair representation. The last thing to come out was the rest of the Brotherhood. And so saying that the flavor of the month is the only way people play the game is not a fair statement. Uh, it would be true if I played more than one game during Brotherhood and I saw a trend. I played sure. against Magneto so, for the past year and a half. <laughs> because so, when did you play, though? You played your TTS games right. when Magneto had first come out, and then you played your next, your in-real-person game when the rest of the Brotherhood had just come out. Uh, no, so, no. The two games they had played are Jeremy, and the game I played is you. Magneto had already been out for months. You guys had already cracked the code on him and just kept were just playing him I'm a lot. checking YouTube for the upload date. <laughs> I bet you he was one of the more recent things to come out. Um, the point is this. Not, not uh, It's just... The point is this, and I'm not mad about this because it has the same thing happened in X-Wing. When the game was only two years old in X-Wing, everybody played Han Solo. It was Han Solo the game. Uh, that's all it was. And so it was just who could play Han Solo the best and who could play against Han Solo. Like, that was the only point to playing X-Wing uh, after, you know, the first two years of the game. Um, so I totally understand that there is a model out there right now that is the strongest model in the game. So you play it a bunch. Why aren't you playing that one if you're playing the game? I get it. I, I totally get it. Um, so um, it doesn't bug me so much as it is just now that this this is what I realize. Like I have to I have to stop playing the game as if I'm not going to see Magneto. I actually need to play this game as if Magneto is going to be my opponent every single game. I should play expecting to play against Magneto every game. And I should expect to see not Magneto, like you said, about twenty percent of the time. You know, I if I played 
10 games, I should only see Magneto maybe, I, I should not see Magneto twice. And that's what I should expect. And that is a, I think... that is, that is a huge skew when you consider how many models there are in this game. That's an enormous skew. When one model is sure to show up in 80% of games you play, uh, I'm not saying it's bad for the game or it's unhealthy or it's a bad thing. It's just the way games work where they're this shallow. And this is not a super shallow game, but it's shallow enough right now that there's just not enough variance, I think. Um, and I also have a small I, pool. I have a small pool. I of disagree very but, heavily with that take. Uh, I, I have a very small pool, but uh, hmm. I will be shocked if I don't get back into this game in person and I don't play Magneto most of the time. I will be absolutely shocked. And, and the reason why... I think Magneto will show up in a lot of your games in someone's roster. I don't think it's going to be 80% once the flavor of the month thing fades away again. And I just checked the, your two battle reports on TTS. They came out in December and January, which was literally when Magneto was the last thing released. Okay. And so I do think the the philosophy that you're talking about is correct. You should be prepared to play against whatever the popular things in the meta are. Yeah. That is very true because the, the game is going to come out in waves. There's going to be months in between releases sometimes. And whatever the newest thing is or the best oldies are, you should expect to see them because that will 100% happen. Right. Specifically Magneto, I don't think it's true. Because outside of two factions, you're really not going to see Magneto that often. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think you're going to see Magneto I, dropped. I, do. I think you're. I'm going to. I think you're going to see Magneto dropped in a lot of other things because you can't. There's currently, and maybe there, like you said, there will always be a new thing, but currently there's not a model in the game that does what he does so well. So I don't think. Um, not exactly what he does, but Modok and Thanos both do similar things. I mean, Thanos is noticeably different. Modok's pretty similar, actually. But Thanos, uh, Modok is the other one I think that you should consider to always. We've we talked about him in the cast before about how yeah. if you don't know that Modok's coming, then you're playing the game wrong because he's coming. Like you're going to see him on the board. Um, I do not think you're going to see Thanos on the board constantly because it requires a certain person willing to devote a lot of points and. You know, most likely your faction identity in Thanos, most likely. You're, you're not going to see Thanos dropped into many other lists. I do think people will find the space to find six points for Magneto because he doesn't have to be in his faction or in either of his factions. I don't think he has to be at all. Um, so, case in point, uh, Jeremy, because um, I am, I have faction ADD um, and there's some new X-Men models that just came out. I'm excited about the mini X-Men, which is what I'm calling them, the the min, the mini X-Men, where you play the absolute minimum number of points for X-Men, which is Domino. The Min-Men. Uh, yeah, the, the Min-Men. Uh, oh, I got no way. The Min-Max-Men. Yeah, the Min-Max-Men. Yeah, there you go. Um, so it's the Min-Max-Men is exactly um, uh, uh, Domino, uh, Storm, and Beast. So you just have nine points of pretty darn strong, like each one of them does their job, and Storm is just has an absolute bonkers ability. And you just put, you have that nine-point module, and then you find out what game you're playing, and you just put the stuff you want in there. Like it could be Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight, or Magneto, or Modok. You just put the best models in the game, the best combination of models in the game, um, with that minimum core. And it's just very, very strong. And the, one of the weird things about it is you can even take you can afford to take your tactic slots to be some of those characters that you took because the X-Men tactics are all pretty bad. Um, they're some of the worst in the game, and one of them is redeemable, so maybe you take that one. But uh, since you have so many tactic slots open, you can take Magneto's cards and Modoc's cards and um, 
uh, Corvus's cards, and you can afford to do that. And I, I, I was eyeballing that because it sounded like fun. But I'm going to keep playing Bifrost Bruisers for a while because I know I have only barely scratched the surface of what it can do, and I'm excited to keep trying it. Shall I retort? No. Okay. Unless you want to, then you can. Okay. Um, I think some of this is, is or a lot of it, is um, slanted towards, I mean, we played a bunch of TTS games, and you've kind of ran into me mostly as your opponent. And there's a lot of things that I don't like to do. It's not my play style. The models aren't great for me. Um, and you're, you haven't seen the horrors of Wakanda, and you haven't seen the horrors of Web Warriors um, and people who are good with them. Um, I just happen to be better with attrition lists than I am with trying to play out a scenario. So unfortunately, you're kind of catching that. And I will say that I think the most egregious thing that can be done right now is a nine point Thanos. I don't think it comes that close to even Magneto. Magneto just punches you in the face really hard. Yeah. Like we were um, saying earlier, Magneto's the fair version of the expensive model. Yes. And Thanos is not fair at all. You don't even get to play a game versus Thanos. Like unless you're fully prepared to deal with that. And I mean, there's missions now that allow you because there's 14 point objectives. And they can nuke. They, they can just completely take Magneto out of it. You you just that that's not probably going to work. But again, I, I feel like you're you're definitely leaning towards the things that I've done, or even Brandon's done, and the things that we've talked about. Like, and we've we've basically always worked on an attrition style game most of the time. Had more fun with that than some of the other stuff. But there's a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of other stuff out there. That's just my only comments towards that. Yeah, I would just say before you you try and guess at what you're going to play in the future, play a few more games. But the the logic you took from it was good that you need to be prepared for what you think you're going to see the most. But I think you're you're overestimating how much you're going to see the same thing because from our experience of playing the game actually constantly for the last 2 years almost has been the meta adapts fairly quickly. Like the meta is forever moving. You might, you'll run through periods where like similar things get played for a month or two, but then it moves on and you, you, that stuff kind of gets left behind. So anywho, against uh, Parker, I played, um, I had Asgard and Brotherhood was my selections. Uh, we played a mission and because I saw that you only had uh, Brotherhood as your choice, or I'm sorry, Asgard as your selection really then I chose Brotherhood, so that's why I ended up dropping Magneto. It wasn't really my choice. I like um, playing Asgard with Shuri, giving um, Asgard some re-rolls. It becomes like, instead of just being fair, it becomes pretty unfair. Um, and because we were stretched across on kind of a sea mission objective thing, like, it's fine. Either way was fine. I built the list to be pretty, like, fine. But that's why you saw Magneto yet again. Um was kind of I didn't want to play Thor versus Thor that that's stupid <laughs> no it's really good <laughs> it's really good it's really great <laughs> yeah. uh nobody got thrown in def- that round uh nobody got thrown in that round cool 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 yeah the game definitely does evolve into who spikes the dice roll <laughs> it really does yeah Asgard versus Asgard is definitely like the most annoying game I think tons of power you have to roll dice like sometimes they it also works. have the health pools though to like actually survive yeah the average assault and so it's really just who spikes dice first and gets that small advantage is really just going to spiral. Does Valkyrie kill 
Yeah, yeah something. Oh, does oh my shit. Valkyrie, <laughs> does my Valkyrie kill your Thor? Does your Valkyrie kill my Thor first? And then it's yeah. like, well, shit. Okay, um, so moving on, we have our main topic for today. Uh, in the essence of what Parker's going through, which is uh, dealing with the current meta, we're going to talk about our top three models in today's meta as our subjective opinions. So we're basically going to go around the table and we're going to point out uh, the models that we think are leading the meta today. Uh, so we're actually going to start with Parker. So Parker, why don't you hit us with some knowledge? Of, of the top three models, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think that... Well, you're just going to do one first. We're going to go around and do one, one at a time. Okay. I think uh, Scarlet Witch is is going to be really popular for a while. Um, I think the main reason why is, she, you know, she's a fantastic laser beam. Um, she fixes dice. Uh, well, she doesn't fix dice. She doesn't change dice. She just creates more value out of a single dice, which people really appreciate. Um, also, she belongs in a couple really important factions, namely Brotherhood and... Um, Defenders and Avengers, like they're all three factions. I think that we'll see play, but Brotherhood primarily right now. Um, I think I think you're gonna see Scarlet Witch in a whole little lot. Also, she comes with one of her one of the tactics cards is one of the like key meta cards right now. No more mutants is a big key meta card. Um, so I, it's, it's Scarlet Witch is one of those characters that also has, even though she has a very simple application because of her tactics card. I think she and the fact that she is fairly fragile, she actually has a pretty high ceiling. So you're going to see like beginners probably pick her up and immediately get just, you know, you know, be frustrated by her because, you know, no more mutants has needs a certain timing to become great value. And if you just throw her out thinking she's a MODOK, she's not a MODOK, she actually dies much faster. Um, so uh, people who want to play her are going to be, you know, people who are playing a lot and love to learn how to get a, a character who has obvious potential and grow them and get much better better at applying that potential. So I think you're going to see a lot of Scarlet Witch, and I think you're going to see her for a while. I actually think um, she's kind of a flavor of the month uh, popularity thing. I think in probably about another month, people are going to start dropping her out of lists because she doesn't... She has a lot of really good stuff going for her. I think she's a powerful model, and she will get played going into the future, but I think she'll fall out of popularity. And I think the only people that will keep playing her are the people that put a lot of value on her No More Mutants card. I think that's going to be basically the question, is you'll see lists later on that play her as a like ace-in-the-hole kind of character, where they're playing her as their, their centerpiece and not with another big character, and they'll use like Web Warriors or something similar to feed her. And so they'll use Wakanda or Web Warriors or some other... Um, you know, really strong board manipulation faction, and they'll just deliver models to Scarlet Witch to let her kill them. And then they'll use uh, the same board control and her No More Mutants card to protect her. And it'll just be a... It'll be kind of like the way Thanos plays on a budget. And so instead of dropping nine points on a Thanos, who's going to kind of control the game, you're going to spend those extra points you're not spending on Scarlet Witch to help your the rest of your list perform that, that action. So that's how I feel, but she is certainly top in the meta today because you know she's definitely the new hotness. I think she'll be. I think Brotherhood will see her in every list. I think she's a fantastic Brotherhood model. I think as a splash, 
I mean, you have to look really hard at other models before you just splash her in because she mm-hmm. she does have weaknesses, and those weaknesses may not be the splash you're looking for. Um, but yeah, currently, for sure, a top three. Well, I can tell you from my own experience, I love Brotherhood, but I'm getting tired of running 11-point modules. Like, I want to have other options, and Scarlet Witch, while being a powerful model, I don't know that she's a fun model to play. I think she's very technical because she's not forgiving. She's She can be squishy in the right situations. Like, she's kind of vulnerable to dodges. She's semi-vulnerable to strong physical attacks. But she's very vulnerable to board to control as well. Like, you can stagger her or get her out of position. She's not mobile. She doesn't have any answers to stuff once she gets put into a bad spot. But you can pilot her to avoid those situations, which is why I think it's only going to be the very technical players that end up playing her long term. But primarily, I just don't. I'm tired of running 11 points as the start of my Brotherhood list. It's it's getting to the point where it's it's very repetitive. And how many times have you spent like she makes you spend six power to do an attack to drop eight dice? Which I don't know the percentages, but it it's probably pretty good most of the time. But I have douched out that rule, that role, <laughs> so many goddamn times. I've That's just you. Just about had I've, it. I have just about fucking had it. The only time I've ever seen that, that attack not cripple a model is uh, <laughs> when you go I'm not kidding. Like, oh. I've probably seen that attack used 20 times, and I think it's not days people four. Like, like, literally four times people survived it. It's terrible. Like, I've had the worst luck with it. But I get the math. Like, it that's yeah. not common. Um, Five on eight times eight is a lot. Here, I'll just throw the math up. This is before crits. It should do Oh, I see what I'm doing wrong. Should do five hits uh before critical bonuses. So you should probably do about five five point six hits per roll. I strongly disagree. Three yeah. or two, probably. Yeah, yeah, you should roll better. Uh, <laughs> I just need to roll better. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to have that time. And a small sample size is a small sample size. Like, how many times have you used the attack? Uh, at four. least four times. Four times. Yeah, so like, four four times in the long run is not yeah, I know. anywhere I, close I to, like, that. you know, a, a curve. That. But, yeah, it, it, is a, it does feel bad. It's definitely a feel-bad man moment when you're like, ah, the biggest attack I can do, and it just shits out repeatedly. Yeah. Certainly frustrating. I remember I probably did best at what I do six or seven times before I even rolled a wild. And I was just like, man, this feels bad. Because the whole point of this is just to get it to happen. Even if it doesn't do anything, I just want it to happen. Like, I used to get so pissed uh, playing Thor and not rolling the throw on his strike. I'm like, it's six dice. I fucking do two attacks a turn and it doesn't ever happen. Anyway, uh, so Scarlet Witch is our first one. Uh, Jeremy, give us the second one. Um... So instead of going with new hotness, I'm going to go with a historical. Um, I'll go with Valkyrie. Uh, she is never bad in your list. Never once ever in the history of this game, having Valkyrie in your list has been like, damn it, I wish I had a different model. Um, the move, move, throw is amazing. The two power every turn on a three-point model, amazing. If she's got a shitload of power, she can dump all of it and go for massive attacks if she wants to. Um, 
everything you want in a in a model, and she's only three points. I mean, she if also has six she, health on the front. Six health. Yeah, eleven hit points. If she didn't have Dragon Fang, like if you just delete the attack from her card, she'd still be good for three points. Yep. Yep. Because the the reason you play her is for the double move and then or the move throw or the move charge or the move move throw oh it's like there's dumb. so there's so much she can do without rolling dice that adds value to the game yeah and so so valkyrie is definitely a solved equation is she is the best i think three-point attrition model in the game in a vacuum now that can change if you start adding synergies and stuff but just just on on plane value valkyrie is almost unmatched in efficiency I feel like she should have been like three point eight five points. <laughs> like, yeah, she is. She is so close no, to the definition this, of a four point model. In this terms is of exactly the, whole the argument for doubling the point value because yeah. if we're playing, you know, thirty four point games instead of seventeen point games, she'd be a seven point model, not a six point model. So it would just fix that right there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of models like Modok would be a eleven point model, not a ten point model. And there's a lot of you know, those little nuances you could adjust up or down that would help. Like Cyclops could be seven instead of eight. Like that would be a big help. Um, I don't know if that'd be a big help, but (laughs) that's true. It would help six, but (laughs) (laughs) I think that Cyclops and Magneto should switch point values. I'm just tired of this unfair exchange they have. All right. So tell us why Cyclops is one of the best models in the game. Go Brandon. That's obviously your next Uh, choice. It's because, um, when you look into his piercing red eyes, you just realize that you don't want to anymore. You don't want I to. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So to my model, um, boy, I did not think these were the two models we were going to go first with. Um, I'm going to go with the obvious elephant slash, uh, elephant organism designed on huh? the room. The Modocs. Yep. Uh, the, there's, there's not really a lot to say here. This has been beaten to death. Uh, Modok was probably one of the biggest misses, top five misses in the game so far, but they missed high instead of missing low, which is the thing you can't do. Uh, when you miss high, you make models that might damage the meta for, for time to come. And I'm pretty sure when they printed this model, they did not think he was going to be probably the best model in the game two years later. And so... Uh, he's not incredibly broken, but he can create some seriously negative play experiences. And with the way his rules work, they they don't leave a lot of room for other models to creep in without becoming other, just making more overpowered models to compete with them. I think if they would have made bow once per turn and just kept that as a solid feature of all models that can move a model, mm-hmm. I think he would have been much closer. If you just delete the force field from his card, I actually think he's fine. That's probably fine too. You can have a model that's amazing at, at offense if they're not also amazing at defense. And the fact that he's only five points, like, that was the example. He was the first five-point model in the game. Yeah. We had a six-point model. Why wasn't he six points? We wouldn't be having this conversation if he was six points. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, he would feel yeah. like six. There's a There's a lot of ways we could have fixed him. If he was only range three, also not a problem. It's just It's just everything all added together is just a little too much. And it's not to the point where it's damaging the game. It's damaging the meta because other five-point models can't compete with him. There is no world in a vacuum you would choose Cable over Modok. That would never happen. Now, if you have a lot of synergies with Cable, then we can start having a conversation. But you have to overcome the difference in their abilities before that happens. Mm -hmm. All right, that's me. Parker, you're up again. All right, I'm going to go for... 
Um, I'm just waiting for him to say it. We know what you're going to say. He's going to say it. Are we ready? Do you have it written down? I'll type it out. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to go with... I'm actually going to go with Shuri. Um, and the reason why I'm going to go with Shuri is I don't... It's just such a crutch. Uh, I wish you didn't... Uh, you, we talk about like Modok and Valkyrie doing great things. Preach! Um, but Shuri is such like a crutch in this game. It's such a like a you're like oh there's a model in this game that's really good. What what could possibly deal with it? Oh Shuri can. Oh yeah Shuri can. Like okay here's a yep. scenario that uh, really needs a certain kind of thing. Who could deal with it? Oh Shuri can. You're like oh man I need this model that he does really really amazing things or she does really amazing things. But if only she had rerolls. Oh Shuri can. Like Shuri is such a ginormous crutch in this game, and what's you know it's a game softener because you look at your roster and you go, well, if this is nine models and Shuri, it's better. Like, it's better. Uh, there are so... There's, yeah, there's so few lists in this game, there's so few rosters that are so tight that they couldn't drop Shuri in there. Um, It's really sad. I, I think it's... And I think she's always going to be there. Uh, I think she's going to be there until this game is a 2.0. I think they accidentally yeah. did, they they accidentally did something with her that's too game softening. Um, uh, I well, actually you know you know a faction's good when the majority of their models get played out of faction. Yeah, um, you're right. So I think I think Shuri is always going to be there. I don't. The funny thing about her is she's not a flavor of the month. She's so old that if you look like mm-hmm. at the TTS standings or whatever, if you look at your local game store, you may not see a lot of people playing Shuri. But if you're building a roster and you're not putting Shuri in your list, you're, you're probably doing it wrong. It's probably wrong. It's probably min-maxed with Shuri in it. Yeah, I mean, she just adds so much to so many scenarios, really. And there are a lot of, mod- a lot of models like... Like Scarlet Witch, like Scarlet Witch has such a hard time playing into Shuri because she just gets pushed to oblivion, and when she never gets the opportunity to double attack, it's much much harder for her to impact the game at the level she's meant to be. Like what happens when she just gets double pushed by by Shuri into where she's not even she has to move and only be able to shoot like one model, like it, it starts noticeably impacting her performance. Not to mention some other models that are even less ranged than her that that get punished even more so. Um, yeah, Sherry, Sherry was going to be my next pick if you didn't pick her. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about her. I mean, she adds re-rolls as well, which you haven't even mentioned the dumbness of yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. No, I think we all know Sherry's kid right now. We had a year-long truce where nobody played her. She literally never saw the table for one year in Correct. Kansas City. Because, and then Jeremy broke the truce. Because I was like, fuck this shit. She exists. I own this it. model. I fucking painted this model. I'm fucking I'm doing play it. With it. We're and doing it live. And we, yep. And then it ruined everything. It ruined. She doesn't pop it's up just, in every list now, but she is really She good. doesn't get in every list, but yeah, she she should be considered in every single roster. There is no roster you shouldn't at least sit down and say and ask yourself, should I be playing Shuri? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it's the cost for the value. It's There's just no, no comparison to the value of that board control for basically nothing. Because if she was two points and had just her reroll mechanic, she'd also be good. Like she'd be so good. She is. She does too many things. But I just thought of something that will make you guys angry. So, so pull up the cards and look at Cyclops's blast, and then look at Sherry's blast, and remember that one of these models costs more than the other model. It's so stupid. 
Like her attacks are so much better <laughs> than most four point bottles. A... It's not even. It's not even just her Ooh. energy blast. Look at her fucking like Panther Gauntlets ability. Yeah. yeah. Seven dice attack on a fucking three point model. Well, remember we already discussed this. I mean, Wakanda was one of the first things released. Like it was early, and they were trying yeah. to figure it out. Like Wakanda no, is crazy. Mm-hmm. They definitely went overboard with some of the earlier models because I don't know if they either didn't have time to play test or if they didn't have the man hours to play test or they just couldn't manage to get enough games in. But yeah, Wakanda is definitely over. The whole first wave is honestly a little overtuned because in the first crossbows. <clears throat> Wait, no, no, he's six a, he, boxes. He's, he's no, hold on. In the first six boxes, we had Modok, Valkyrie, Shuri, Black Panther, and Aquarius. Five of the first six boxes, five models out of the first six boxes, which are all noticeably overtuned, I would say, for their point cost. Mm-hmm. And not like game breaking, so, but like it adds up, especially when most of them are in one faction. Speaking, anyway. Speaking of that, what's Jeremy's next one? Where's Brandon's turn? Yeah. It is Jeremy's turn. Go, Jeremy, go. Um, I'm going to toss in Enchantress to this mix. Mm-hmm. Um, move, move, take her objective. That's pretty dumb. Uh, just the ability to n- negate everything you've done to get the objective, all of the hard work, everything you've done. She just moves up and says, that is now mine. Thanks for searching for that power core 11 times. And I really appreciate you spending that 11 power. <laughs> not only that, she griefs the shit out of you by making you pay mm-hmm. to actually do damage to her. Um, and not to mention, she has, an un- she has bow as well, so she'll move all your models. She has and the super bow, yeah. She, yeah, she has the super bow. She has the good one, and she has a beam, so she has plenty of power to do all of this. She's, she's really a package that's interesting for four points. In that, gee, we, we came out the gate and made Modok. Okay, that's crazy, right? Let's make mm-hmm. baby Modok. What the fuck? Remember, remember when Vision <laughs> generated a lot of power, and we we're like, man, that's a lot of power. Enchantress actually yeah. generates more power, which is kind of silly. So this is the first one we've talked about that's actually a four-point model. I'm going to tell you, I think the four-point like gambit of models is a really weird one. Most of the time, four points isn't where you want to be looking. I don't like four-point yeah. models for the most part. But she, for four points, you need a four-point model, and you can splash. Enchantress is it. Just just move on, Enchantress. I think we can agree that she's the only good four-point model in the game. We should now that we've agreed on that, we can't take it back. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was going to say, whoa, I, whoa, 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 that's you. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. So that's my selection. There you go. Yeah, uh, four points is just this weird spot because you're at the point where you're basically get you're not you're not at the point where you're giving up a model, but you're g- getting to the point where you're giving up an effective model because for every four pointer, you're either giving up a five pointer or a three pointer to downgrade them to something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree, Enchantress. And if you can notice a trend here, going down this list, it's almost always because they do multiple things. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch is really the only one, which is why I, I kind of disagreed with the selection. She's definitely in the in the market today, but I think that's only due to her recency. But Enchantress is amazing board control plus amazing actual control. Um, and great power generation, great utility. Shuri, amazing utility, amazing board control. Modok, amazing damage, amazing board control, amazing defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valkyrie, amazing board control, amazing versatility, amazing damage. Yeah, just all good stuff. Next, you're up. 
Oh, it's my turn for yep. my second one. Let's see. Who's good at this? Um, can I say Lockjaw? Is that allowed? Why can't so you say Lockjaw? Okay. I've only played like three games against him, but I want to say Lockjaw so bad. I hate Lockjaw. I wish he didn't exist. Um, I don't know that it's fair, though, because I'm not actually picking it because I think it's a top novel in the meta. I'm picking it because I don't want it to exist. Um, I- I'm just going to say Magneto. I'll get it out of the way because I know Parker was going there. <laughs> uh so magneto uh the the reason magneto is top in the meta today is because mutants are awesome and people that want mutants to reign supreme are even more awesomer so get over it he's one of the most uh intuitive models he's one of the most in uh thematic models and he's one of the most fun models you can play with like everything about him is great as long as you're not parker who's playing against him could i say this i actually think you guys you guys have made some good points today I feel like there is going to be a time, actually, when Magneto is not being played outside of Brotherhood and Cabal. I think he'll always probably be a serious consideration of Brotherhood and Cabal, like very serious. But I think there will be a time when, when if Brotherhood and Cabal are not on the top of the, the flavor of the week, that you're not going to see very many Magnetos. Because what you just mentioned, does he do much except kill things? That's kind of what I he actually, does, right? Does he, I does actually he do think much? we're there now, which is why I disagreed with you earlier. I of watching games at the store, I, I see ninety five percent of games that happen at the store, and very rarely do you see him out. I think Jason is the only one playing him out of faction right now, and he was only doing that because it worked so well in his X Men list, which yeah. he ended up not liking. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really don't think he's there anymore. He was definitely there for a while, like when you were doing your TTS games. Magneto was literally everywhere. Yeah, but now it because the. And it's not necessarily because people don't want to play him in every faction. It's the tactics cards. Like, you just don't have the tactics card slots to play the Brotherhood cards. And the Brotherhood cards are so good with him that you kind of get forced into playing Brotherhood. Yeah. that That's really why. I, I don't know that... I think MODOK is a better drop-in in most lists. The only reason the X-Men do it is because uh, just adding cover to him was so silly. Because he has enough defense size to actually utilize it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that that's how I feel about it. But I I do think you're right. He is a very popular model. But I think that's because he's a popular character that he ends up in a lot of weird lists. For the record, he kills things damn good. He does kill stuff real damn good. Jeremy, do you have an opinion on Magneto being a meta model? No, I agree. I agree. I mean, for an attrition list, that's just like I want to kill your shit. Like that's what he does. There happens to be tactics cards that place him where you need him. That's great. There's models that move things around. That's great. Like, he does all kinds of great things, but yeah, outside of Brotherhood, you are hard-pressed to plop him in there because MODOK is one Mm. point cheaper, and I would argue might be a little harder to kill for less of a price. Like, Mm. There's less things that get around MODOK. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like... He does it... Mainly, he just does it from farther away, which mm -hmm. is also why it's harder to deal with. So... Magneto kind of has to get into the shit. He's, I mean, he really is. He's like, because Brotherhood released, you're going to see it all the time, and that's fine. But for your money, like, I, Modoc is way scarier. Like, at least you know the odds of killing Magneto. You don't know the odds of killing fucking Modoc. He's got 10 health, and you could roll a bunch of wilds, like, and you don't do mm-hmm. a thing. It's horrible. Yeah. 
It's the biggest feels bad man when you come up short on Modoc. Oh, it is. If you come up short on Magneto, you're like, oh, okay, well, either I got very statistically unlucky or this was going to happen. When you fail on Modoc, you always just get mad. Also, you, you, like, you at least bullshit. you get also against Magneto. At least you got your wild effect. Like you got your cool yeah. thing that did something. Like with Modoc, you're just like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this cool thing. You're like here, I got my Wolverine. You're like, I'm going to attack. Ma- I'm going to attack Modoc. Oh, I can't hurt you because my shit is based on wilds and you yeah, just don't do bad. that it's real bad also your brain caved in about 30 feet back when you died <laughs> right the, the, it's yeah modok is yeah for for the money not there all right uh so last round uh parker you are up sir continue reading off of your list of internet <laughs> um i actually i actually have not been doing that um Ooh, I've been, original Parker thoughts. I've, I've been bouncing around. I have been I have been keeping close track of what we've been saying and been doing some math while you guys are doing it. Um but he's gonna do it this um, time, Parker. Brandon, he's gonna do I, it this time. I think my last uh I think the last character I think is a meta character you should always expect to see is probably hmm, He's not gonna do it. Oh, I was talking about Magneto earlier. I don't think oh. he's gonna say the other one. Because that's not the point of the conversation. Okay, fine. I feel like they're all so close after the ones we've been listening. We're, we're getting to the point where we're scraping pretty deep here, actually. Yeah. Nine nine meta models is a lot of meta models. I would say the last one is probably and this is one I'm okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one that I have never seen on the board except when I played it myself, and I do not know why it is so popular. I'm going off of what uh, off the list here. I'll do it. Medusa. Um I know why she's there. I know why she's so prevalent. <laughs> Uh, she's an inhuman, and she has the ability to move anybody outside of her faction. She has great fa- uh, great attacks. She can push and pull. She definitely belongs in that group of four-point models that do lots and lots of things. And uh, I-, I think that's why she's so uh, such a meta choice for so many people. I don't know. I don't know of anyone. You maybe you guys can correct me. In our meta, our local meta, I don't know if anybody has discovered Medusa and how fantastic she is. I know Jeremy, you've mentioned how amazing Medusa is, but I don't. You haven't told me if you've put her on the board and seen great things from her but um i know everyone agrees medusa is super strong when i played her she was the best model in my inhuman you know foray i got to my single uh, inhuman you know trial but um i, I do not know if if uh, i do not know if we'll always thought, see medusa I... around but she is she does fit that description of a four-point model that does a lot of different things uh, very well that you can drop it anywhere did i miss something i thought we agreed that there was only one good four-point model it's true. Uh, I suppose you know what? It's that, no. <laughs> it's that four-point model that causes the problem right now. It's, number one, if you're playing in humans, good luck. Like, ice skate uphill. That's fine. Like, you've right. decided that that's the lifestyle you've chosen. Good for you. <laughs> um, number two, you've decided to splash a four-point model into your faction. So, your choices of four-point models... You're going to either choose Enchantress or you're going to splash her. You just put Enchantress in unless you're playing Web Warriors, who they can just put in Miles to get an objective back if that's your game. Um, so it's really kind of like, that's a tough one. That's a tough call. Why, like, I don't know why you'd put Medusa in a list. I, I don't Because she needs a tactics card to really explode. And there's a couple of them, but they'll explode anybody. So I don't know. So I hear mainly from Jeremy because Jeremy listens to Try Hard podcasts. I don't know why anybody would ever do that, but anyway, uh, the so, he so definitely says 
You're so he rude. definitely says, <laughs> he definitely so says Medusa is popular. I don't know because every time I see someone playing Medusa at the end of the game, they just look down at their cards like, why the fuck are Inhumans so bad? And then like, I never see them again. So I, I don't know why Medusa is considered good, but apparently she slaps people with her hair molecules. I don't know. Well, I think it's because she def- she she does meet that description. Is what I said, right? She has yeah, no. I'm, I'm just attacks. kidding. Yeah, no, she's she's a very very efficient combat model, and she has right. some board manipulation. Yeah, she has she has All size three. She has size three from three throws and movement effects for herself and others. She rerolls. It's there's there's lots of and she doesn't. I, I think it, she's one of those models that should be four point five. I really think she's a four point five cost model. She should be nine points in a double. Cost Maybe game. yeah. So let me give you an argument here. So the argument for and again, I think the only argument is between Enchantress and Medusa, and the argument is: is it easier to kill a model, which Medusa wants to do, or is it easier to just pay two and walk that model away from you? It's easier just to fucking walk them out. So, hold on a second, let me look at Medusa. Sorry, it's loading, like, fucking 64K. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, so, I think Medusa, like a lot of people say, is a very efficient model. I absolutely fucking hate her aesthetic. It's a stupid concept that makes no fucking sense. Listen. Her hair There's is all big. kinds of stories and characters that have used this premise of animated yeah. hair. It's all fucking dumb. Now I've said that that there is obviously valuable efficiency here. She has almost no defense though. If you're looking at this model and you're saying this model is driving the meta, then Black Panther is driving the meta too. Like, but he is. There's no. There's no reason he's not noticeably better than this model. I think. Oh, I. I... Uh, just for for the record, Black Panther was my other choice. I was I was debating yeah. exactly that. No, what, what split my difference so was the, 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 was the question the is: Are we had. talking about models we think are good, or are we talking about models that are that are meta models right now? Which means they're being they're they're getting played, and they're they're currently part of the active community. That one. And so I don't I know. We <laughs> yes, exactly. So I we don't have a lot of Wakandan players at the store because they get a lot of dirty looks from new players, and they get a lot of why don't you actually learn to play the game looks from us? So I don't know if that's like the reason that they don't exist or people just got bored with them. But yeah, I haven't seen Wakandans in a while. But they are very, very good. But yeah, I, I think Black Panther should probably be on this list. But if he's getting played, he's not getting played at my store. So I, I don't know. Which is honestly the same with Medusa. Yeah, I feel like Medusa... I think Medusa, Black Panther, and Enchantress are on... I, I disagree with you, Jeremy. I think they're on the same level. I do not think they're on different levels. I think they're actually have very different, like you pick the one that you want to do. Like if you want to move your opponent's models and have infinity, uh, 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 you know, infinity power and steel, then Enchantress does that. If you want to move your own models and throw things from a long way away and do damage, then Medusa does that. If you want to live forever and run long and grab, uh, grab things you shouldn't be able to grab from a distance, you're not supposed to be able to grab them and, and survive way longer than you should. And, automatically win in one-on-one on some points, then Black Panther is your guy. So I think there's 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 definitely like a call for all three of those. Um, that's why I, I had to cost a toin, cost, toss a coin. Cost, <laughs> I, had to, I had to cost a coin. I had to toss a coin between Medusa and Black Panther because somebody already said Enchantress. And I picked Medusa. And I it was and like I said, it was split because of I the think, Season 5 I think GTS that's the numbers. correct... Based on words I've heard Jeremy say out loud, I think that's the correct choice. 
Yeah. Um, I disagree. You disagree. think Black Panther is more of a meta model than Medusa is currently? No, I think comparing those three to each other is incorrect. I I think mission. I don't based, think. I think. I don't think putting Enchantress in the argument is correct. I think correct. the other two are. are That's are what similar. I'm saying. Absolutely, yeah, they're two I different agree. choices. Which is why you know uh, Enchantress was already on the list, and we're just now talking about these two. Got it. I agree. Yeah, totally agreed. Enchantress is higher up, is in another class above these two, but the next class down on uh, what we consider playable four point models, we have Medusa and Black Panther. Of the two, I think Black Panther is superior because uh, he does more than the the one thing really. Like he basically does everything Medusa does, not quite as well, but he does a lot of other stuff she doesn't do. Mainly not get exploded. <laughs> Unless you they're have not, Mystic. They're not constantly parts of her all over all surfaces within 30 feet. Even Mystic, he's got more hit points. And on the back, like, like I guess he's still good. He's not Captain America, but he's still noticeably tougher than she is. Mm-hmm. And he's speed long. Like, he's got other advantages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, Parker has done Medusa. I always forget Medusa spelled with an E. Such a fucking dumb, stupid Med Usa. Med Usa. All right, Jeremy, you have your last pick. And if you say anything other than one word, I'm going to slap you. You mean Thanos? I'm going e- to email you one slap. Thanos, is that the word? That is correct. Correct. That is the correct choice. Uh, Thanos nine, was that. Nine point Thanos is part of the meta. He's always been part of the meta. He's legit. And he's fucking horrifying. I hate seeing him across the table. If you split up Thanos into all the different point totals, nine point Thanos is what we're talking about. All the other Thanoses are way, way, way down the list. So just just to be crystal clear. Um, Time mind. <laughs> uh, reality is not the favorite, but it's also yeah. really good. That's not the wrong choice. Yeah. It's a choice. The only but, reason Time Mind is the correct answer is because Corvus exists in the same universe correct. as Thanos, which means that it's not normally an option. Correct. And in some situations, when it is an option, it is the better choice. But but in a vacuum, Time Mind is best. Yep. In this game, people forget from time to time when they're playing, they just want to punch each other in the face. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But Thanos doesn't play that game at all. He controls the entire board, and if you don't understand the game mechanics, he will completely own you in every way possible. You will get thrown, you will get pushed, you will get moved, and they will just collect points and bodies, and Black Order will just win. It's it's pretty nasty. You have to understand the game. I remember we did the math, and he can... Like, the distance he can move stuff is so absurd. Like, we, we were like, all right... Thanos takes the first turn of the game and moves one of your models twice. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> you're like, yep, that's right. He crosses the table and then moves your guy twice before you've had a turn. And you're like, that doesn't seem fair. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much infinite. If he wants one of your yeah. characters, he can drag them out and beat them to death. He, like he With the time and mind stone, he can triple move medium with a medium base, which is faster than most models, times three. And then he can range for cosmic portal your model, and then mindstone your model. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it's absolutely silly. And then if he doesn't need to move three times, he can then punch you, which potentially throws. Which is really yeah. funny against some of these models we've already been talking about, i.e., Magneto and uh, yeah Scarlet Witch, because he could care less. He just places them both outside of it because yeah. he places within four, and then he can step back outside of anything they can do. 
and it just becomes a big joke. Like he's he's really silly. Pretty sure we covered this last time, but isn't a sonic shielding device not stop places? Um, Slide shield. Hold on. All right. So cannot be pushed or advanced as a result of an effect of a, a enemy mystic attack or enemy superpowers. So you can still cosmic portal people in the sonic shielding device. <laughs> uh, why? Yeah, he breaks all the rules. Why do you exist, psionic shielding device? Yep, and he's got eight hit points on his front, eight on his back. No, nope. no, not on, on the back. How many? Nine he on the back. Nine on the back. Oh Jesus! Seventeen age. hit points. And that's how good he is. I've never flipped him. Like he's never got. <laughs> yeah, I've never three flipped less him. than Hulk, and he also has the daze stop and and perfect damage reduction. Stupid. And better stats. He's twice as hard to kill as Hulk, at least. Oh, at least. At least. And that's without the reality gem. You give him the reality gem, good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also play him in Brotherhood and give him permanent cover, which is also absolutely stupid because he basically blocks three on everything. Done it. Feels pretty good being on the end using him. <laughs> so anyway, he, he's he's very, very, very good. He's very, very relevant. Like, don't, for a second, not... Make sure you put those 14-point um, crises in your list, just in case you hmm. see him. Because you need yeah. to drop those. That's when you put those down. Uh, depending on the 14-point scenario. Yeah, MODOK and Thanos is legit, and uh, <laughs> it's a thing. But when you're going to do stuff like that, know the the possibilities. I remember I remember the first super list we we had was uh, I was playing Cap, Magneto, or Cap, Modok, and Hulk in, in like wave one. And yeah. I was just intentionally picking Gamma. He's like, did I get priority? We're playing Gamma. And you're like, oh, no. And it's just like, what do you do? Like, we didn't have the models to defeat Modok, especially when Hulk is killing you in the meantime. Yeah. It's like, how do you kill Modok when Cap's like hugging him? And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Like it's a pretty rough go. Slowly. Yeah, it's, and, it, and it's Gamma, so you can't even run and hide. It's like, let's stand here and die. So, I mean, the best thing you can do, honestly, is, number one, make sure you choose the correct crisis. Like, a mm-hmm. very, very low point crisis. Because if they choose Gamma, the best they're going to do is 15 then. And that means you've at least limited what they're able to do to you. Um, I actually think going big points is not as bad as people think it is versus the Black Order list. You think it helps? Thanos. It doesn't necessarily help, but it doesn't hurt you as much as you probably think it does. You should take some time and look at their roster before you do list selection and actually math out what their scariest list is and just avoid that point total. Yeah. Because if your list is strong at 20, like if you have a 20 point like Wakandan list, that has Modok in it. Well, now we're actually talking about something that might be problematic for Thanos to take down. And mm-hmm. so it really depends. It really depends. But yeah, one thing, like, people are always like, I want to play, I don't want, I'm not going to let you play 20 points. Is like, you really think Thanos and Modok is going to be much more kind at 15? Like, it doesn't matter. And it was mm-hmm. the same thing when I was doing Modok and Magneto. I was like, oh, I locked you into 15. It's like, can you not count? Like, I still have my list. You just got rid of Wong. Like, like, how is that bad for me? Like, you suffer way more than I do. And they're like, oh, shit. So, so crisis yeah, selection just, is key here. I mean, regardless. Well, yeah, like, it always is. It's much bigger but, of a deal than people think it is. Yeah, yes, that's cool. But you guys just described why it doesn't matter. Because your opponents, your opponent playing Thanos and MODOK will still have a huge advantage at lower crisis. 
So no, no, no. but it sometimes it's not because at twenty points it, it's still good. Like you guys, you guys described you, the first half of your conversation was, "Oh, it really matters," and the second half of the conversation was, "Well, it doesn't always matter." You're like, "Well, then, then how the fuck does it matter? How does no, it?" No, I'm I'm disagreeing. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm disagreeing that there's always correct to go low or high. That's not the correct decision. Okay, the correct decision is to actually look at the roster and see what their options are. Because there's there's a best list built into their roster. There's a best squad available. And that squad has a point total. All you need to do is make sure you avoid that. Does that make sense? I guess. But you're I, I I guess if you've I guess if you're on your you know hundredth game of Marvel Crisis Protocol and you've played so many different rosters that you can look at your opponents and do the math that fast. I mean Unless you're, you know, is your opponent going to be obliging and give you 15 minutes to, to choose the point level of the mission I mean, while you crunch there's numbers? There's time in the game, and it's open information. So you get to know what's in the roster. And yeah, you should get a few minutes to look at it. But you should basically be, what do I not want to play against? Oh, like, a few minutes. The 30, 30 seconds is an well, eternity when your opponent's tapping his finger waiting for you to choose the point values. Like, I, I don't well, think so. Okay. Turn on your death clock. You have 45 minutes. Tell them to shut up. You're talking about Black Order. So, like, if we're talking about Black Order, don't choose 17. They want to play 17. Because you know 9 and 8 is 17. And that gives you its three models it needs to do everything it wants to do to you. Exactly. Don't do that. When you give them them 19, what do they do for two points? They put in Wong. That doesn't make their list scarier. But it it might make your list a lot scarier because you could upgrade Wong to like Black Panther, which is a big difference. And so that's the kind of like little differences we're talking about. Okay. And and yes, and the, the situations like what we're talking about, like the matchup stuff, that's only when you both understand up the matchup to the point where you're actually making decisions and not just learning. And so that's the only time that this, this information actually helps you. So I, I would say that it is from the perspective of an educated player, from the, the concept that they have played this matchup before. I like I like the idea that a fourteen points or fifteen points doesn't necessarily benefit you at all. That going small doesn't automatically do it. That's probably but, true. But then, but then I what what I was looking for was exactly the answer, which was nineteen points. Black or Thanos, a, a nine point Thanos in Black Order doesn't like uh, nineteen points is probably going to benefit their opponent, not mm-hmm. them, because they don't they're not doing much with nineteen points. Yeah. The Black Order list is amazingly inflexible because you have an eight-point module and a nine-point module in one roster. And as soon as you get out of a close to that combination, you have to completely scrap the two modules, or at least one mm-hmm. of them. And so, yeah, you're doing if you're doing the 15 points, you can get MODOK in. But if you're doing 19, it's like, well, you can't put MODOK on top of your 17. And so you just, like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. That's why I think 20 points against Black Order... It's easier to build a good list against them than a bad list. You're probably right. But anyway, it does matter on what they're playing. But we were just talking about Thanos. So we got a little off topic. But it was general All right, who's your, we who's your model, Brandon? You're up. I'm going for a model that I think is a meta model because I think people are starting to realize the power of this model outside of its current played situation, which is Quicksilver. Quicksilver is, I think, going to quickly become one of the go-to favorites in the game for the three-point slot. He does something no other model does for three points, which is be faster than every other model, which is obvious when you look at his, you know, rules and theme. But I think people are going to really like this guy going forward. It's not just that he's fast. He's fun to play because he's very interactive and he's very proactive while also having some reactive qualities. But he can 
really abuse terrain in a way that nobody else does. Because with Rollcrawler and his speed, he can get in and out and out of line of sight before people have an opportunity to react to him. And so you can get people into this, like, rope-a-dope situation where they think that you're about to fight them and you're not. You can range three attack them when they can't attack you, then back away and then still move long again to get completely away from them. And then next turn, re-engage them before they have a chance to do anything. And so you basically always get to fight on your terms, which is very cool. And then combine that with this tactics card that gives them the ability to steal objectives, which we've already discussed is one of the most powerful effects in the game currently. I like this hot take. I, I like I like that he's new. Um, I think you're right. I've watched him on the board, and I was like, God damn, this is like a really good Ghost Rider. Like, because Ghost Rider <laughs> goes wherever the fuck he wants, right? Yeah. Like, he just goes where he wants. It doesn't matter. But he's you know, expensive. You're not wrong that you're not wrong that he kind of reminds me of Ghost Rider. He's like this weird Ghost Rider Loki combination that yeah. costs two less points than both of them. That's just, that's the key. Is it's a three point module that gives you this freedom of movement kind of concept. And uh, I think right now he's really just getting played in Brotherhood. But I think once people, because they're so popular right now, once people start moving away from Brotherhood, they'll remember how cool that interaction was and they'll try and start forcing it in other places. Which might be another way we see um, Scarlet Witch get added to other rosters. I see he could, I be pretty, that... he could be pretty obnoxious giving a little bit of bonus to defense. We'll give him plus two dice on a several list now. Like, yeah. I mean, we've seen, I've seen him with Magneto's cover card, which is already pretty obnoxious. Really, just any time you have the ability to change the game state during your opponent's turn can be extremely obnoxious if they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. No, I like him. I like that pick. That's a good one. I'm okay. excited. I'm uh, excited to play him in Adventures for sure. I think he's been a lot of fun. Yeah. My only other choice I, th- I felt I had was Wong. What do you guys think? Do you think that would have been a fair choice? I, I feel like Wong gets. Wong gets slammed into a lot of lists out of necessity because he's a two-point support model. I don't know that people actually play him that often. Uh, he is actually... But I think... Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say... I know he gets put into a lot of rosters, but I don't know if he actually gets table time. Um, there's actually... we if we're, if we're if we're at the end of the segment, I can tell you the two-point yeah. model that does get slammed in, according to TTS, the, the stats I'm looking at is Okoye. Okoye is yes. actually number one. Uh, Wong is like 40th. Like he's really low at the bottom in terms of in, in a roster, but Okoye is in sixty six percent of lists right now on the TGS season five. Um, Interesting. She's number one. Um, would you guys like to know how you did? I I stopped and did rankings for all the characters. Oh, good. I was, I was actually going to ask you to do that. Yeah. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. So uh, uh, we'll start with uh, Brandon. Brandon did Modok for his first pick, and he is currently in twelfth place. 12th place. And I, I by it. the way, I counted any ties as one place. I t- I did them as a group. So he's 12th place okay. in terms of models uh, chosen right now. You also did Magneto. He is currently 10th place right now. Um, nice. With 30, that's, by the way, that's 32% at 10th place. So he's still a third of the list has Magneto in it. Um, and your last one was Quicksilver. He's actually 8th. He's the best one you picked. He is eighth place at thirty six percent. See, it's starting to happen already. Yeah, so he's yeah he's, he's getting, getting played, played without Magneto. He's getting played without Magneto. Yes, that's what we're seeing. Um, so Jeremy said uh, Valkyrie was his first choice, and she is currently third place. One. Yep. Yeah. Third place at fifty seven percent. So uh, sorry, fifty six. I just I just asked the audience to remember I deferred to two other people before my picks. That's true. And so my numbers should be lower. That's true. Uh, and. 
Uh, your second choice was Enchantress. She is fourth place. So you had third place and fourth place, uh, Jeremy. And then finally, your last pick was Thanos. This is where you really screwed the pooch, though. Twenty second right. place. Twenty second place. Terabad. Oh, and, and by the way, of all Black Order lists. So by yeah. the way, at twenty second place, 100% and just Black just Order so list. you know, at twenty second place, several of those places had like four models in them. So yeah, I was gonna say he's, even tenth. I bet is probably has a couple duplicates ahead of it. Right? Yeah. So he is actually rated at the same amount as the Reality Gym, uh, Sin, and Vision. He is only in eleven percent of lists. You chose a model that gets played as much as Vision? What a moron. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can have my you can have my club membership back. <laughs> yeah. Hi, <laughs> right, Parker, how'd you do? I, uh, Since you were literally looking at these numbers when you picked. I, I was looking at the numbers, yep. Uh, so I can tell you but which you went with your gut. One of them was definitely influenced by it. That was my last one. But the Scarlet Witch was my first, and so she is second place right now. Um that's because I want to put her in everything. She is second place right now, 57%. So she's definitely getting played in more than just Brotherhood, for sure. Wow, that's surprising, uh, actually. Yeah, Scarlet Witch is second place. Um, right now, um, my second one was Shuri. She's in ninth place right now, actually. She's a little, she's down. She's exactly 33%, so a third of lists features Shuri. And my last one was Medusa. And I told you, she broke my tie. I wanted to say Black Panther, but he was uh, actually... Uh, uh, 13th place. I picked Medusa. She is 6th place. Uh, she's in currently 42% of lists feature Medusa. So by the way, she is really she and Angela are the ones that really stick out because above and below her is nothing but Brotherhood characters. Like it's yeah. all Brotherhood characters. And then um, uh, and then it's the un- unusually there it's Angela, Medusa, Enchantress, Valkyrie, Okoye. So those are like the ones where, that are kind of stuck where was in there. Where was Enchantress again? Enchantress was fourth place at 55%. Who was number one? Okoye. Okoye. 66% gotcha, yeah, yeah. of lists. Two-thirds of the list. Well, a brilliant two-point model. Like, come on now. Right. She's fine. That, that's fine. That should be number one probably. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean... Okay. So yeah. for the record, uh, Parker's total added together was 17 which with lowest, which is the best. Uh, Jeremy got twenty nine, and fuck I you. That's because of Thanos. Goddamn it! <laughs> Don't even There's start. Thanos, right? Yeah. There. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were doing great, and then you said Thanos, and you just tanked. No, yeah. I was right. <laughs> you basically said delete your roster. Um, so I'm curious. I haven't done the math, but let's see. Quick math. Uh, we've got eighty six models showing in Marvel Crisis database. Um, so eighty six um, divided by ten. How does this work? So there's an 8.6% chance to see a model in a list with perfect distribution, I believe. Oh, no, because the Infinity Stones are in here. And then I think Ultron Ultimate Counter is in here as well. So there's about an 8% chance, I would say, to see a model in a roster with perfect distribution. Mm-hmm. And so obviously Flavor of the Month's going to impact that a little bit. But like a model as old as Shuri being in the top nine is a pretty big litmus test for this model is considered very powerful. I think what's important uh, for for our audience, in case they don't know, uh, who is dead last with zero picks? That would be our friend. This what is what's this like? This is like three seasons running. I feel like eventually somebody's going to pick him. It's uh, Ultron. 
I feel like I somebody... was like, I thought you were talking about a person. I'm no. like, no, there's no, a fourth no. member of the podcast. No. I did not sign up. No, for I feel, this. I feel I was like, like someone's gonna join the channel. I'm like, what's up, bitches? Bling, bling, bling. Like, what did I miss? Secret, I feel like I slept through some stuff. Secret member the whole time. Uh, yeah. yeah, he is. I feel like eventually somebody's gonna put him in a list, or or maybe they're always going to boycott him just so he's always zero. But uh, I mean, even the mall got put in somewhere, right? Yeah, he like, did. Yeah, but that's clearly someone just put him in their Black Order roster because they had a slot and didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, there's, no one's playing Ebony Maw out of Black Order doing their secret Dark Horse tech. <laughs> I, uh, I tried. I tried. I tried a couple weeks ago. I really tried. And then I looked at Scarlet Witch and I was like, really? 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 <laughs> so stupid. The biggest, uh, by the way, the faction that got, I think the faction, it looks like, I'm not, I don't have all the numbers in front of me, it looks like the, the faction that dropped the lowest between season four and five, talking about the flavor of the week thing, is mm-hmm. Asgard. So with the, As, with the Asgard, like Rainbow Bridge, everybody was playing Asgard there for a while. And Angela and yeah. Enchantress and all right. that. And you so, know, so, new hotness for sure. Right. So two, the Angela and Enchantress are still in the top, they're still up high in the top ten, but the faction itself has actually dropped down uh, considerably. So. Am, am I alone here? Is Angela not bad? I think she's bad. I think people just love the one trick. They just like they, they pay five points for that trick. I think hired muscle got killed, and Angela the stock fucking plummeted. Even with it, like I understand that I'm not on the bandwagon of ha. I have one more point than you, so I've won. It's like because I'm used to playing yep. from behind on scenario because I tend to be very attrition focused. Um. So I don't, I don't see my opponent having a one-point lead as that big of a deal, because I'm just so used to it happening. Um, but yeah, I, I know I don't get it, and I'm not that. That's not my playstyle and all that. But I look at her card, I'm just like, is she not just a giant disappointment? Because she does not seem to translate well to the tabletop for me. I played her in like four or five games, and it's like she just doesn't do anything. Yeah, I can't. Make She's it like work. Thor without the throw. Like I just don't get it. She moves around. She reminds me of like. Uh... Just kind of like dancing to the left, dancing to the right, dancing to the left, and then fucking just gets jacked in the jaw yeah. and gets knocked. She's cold. like a like she's like a five point quicksilver. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> five point quicksilver. Except no, quicksilver I, I don't get it. I don't know. Probably rolls more attack dice in a turn and is faster. I think what's important is I didn't enjoy building the model. I didn't enjoy <laughs> painting the model. And you didn't enjoy playing the And model. I didn't enjoy painting, uh, playing it. Yeah, no, it was like a zero for three, like, out. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Alrighty. Not. Well, that's going to wrap up our uh, top three models in the meta today segment. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. This is the first time we've done this as a topic. Um, we're going to move on to one quick uh, thing, which is from the forums. Uh, today on from the forums, a person asks, uh, if Peter Parker gets cornered by Craven later that round, he decides to advance and suffers damage from Corner of the Beast and is KO'd. Can uh, Craven then play Fearful Symmetry since it was one of his superpowers that dazed Peter Parker? Or sorry, KO'd Peter Parker. The answer is yes. Even though it was not during his activation or by an attack, because it was an effect caused by Craven, you can still play Cor- Fearful Symmetry. Why you would ever include Fearful Symmetry in your roster, however, is beyond me, even with this advantageous ruling. Would it be funny if the question was, if you put Fearful Symmetry in your roster, do you automatically win? Yeah. <laughs> because you, because you think, were so brave? Yeah. 
Uh, Fearful Symmetry, I cannot wait for the stats from TTS League until we see no one has ever played. I can't wait for Heave Ho, No Escape, and Anger Management to get played more than Fearful Symmetry. Wow. All right, uh, and that's going to take us to our final segment today, which is Comic Corner. All right, I got got an easy Comic Corner for you guys today. Um, Easy button. And the reason why is... uh, Jeremy and I are in love with Domino already. We haven't even got to put it on the table yet, but we just want to so bad. So I I went into my catalog and I found my favorite Domino moment. It actually comes from uh, the the X Force Volume One, and X Force Volume One is a, is a big graphic novel you can get now. That I I recommend you actually get the big graphic novel. Try not to get smaller ones or even issues because X Force is a great story. It's the redo of X Force right after um, uh, M Day. And Hope uh, shows up. Uh, basically, uh, Cyclops decides to form a clandestine team led by Wolverine to go out and murder uh, the enemies of mutants before they become problems for the X-Men to deal with. And so X-Force is uh, basically an assassination squad. And it's super cool. And in one of their early adventures, they uh, run into Domino. And the reason why I suggest X-Force Volume 1 is if you love Domino and you want to see her being Domino as Domino as she could be, uh, she has, in my, uh, I think, to my knowledge, the only inner monologue that I've ever read from Domino. She's such a side character. We always hear from Cable's point of view, or Hope's point of view, or you know Wolverine's point of view. We never see Domino's point of view. And there's one. Uh, the, she goes on a mission with X Force that she la- later joins. And in that issue, you get to hear her inner monologue of what happens in Domino's brain while she is in the middle of a firefight. And it's awesome. She's describing how kind of how her powers work and how she feels about the fight because she's so nonchalant because she's just lucky, right? Um, and one of the my favorite moments of it is you we you know we dress up in spandex and we save presidents and so you think we're these really nice things, but mutants are terrifying murder monsters. We are just super deadly creatures. And just watching Wolverine, like she's like watching Wolverine and X twenty three and Archangel like murder people. It's just absolutely terrifying. Um, she says, I, I, I always sleep with a gun in my pillow when I'm in the X-Mansion because I'm in the same building as these people. So if you want to see uh, Domino and the other X-Force members just tear it up in, in a really awesome, uh, just the X-Force Volume 1, uh, some of the new stuff with, uh, with Wolverine as the leader of X-Force, uh, it's a lot of fun. And if you like Domino, you want to know more about her. It's one of the only comics I've ever seen actually feature her as like the character where we see her point of view. So it's good. Was Domino one of the uh, Leafield created characters? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. I think they all kind of like popped up at the same time, right? Yeah, Domino, Shatterstar, Cable. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Warpath. Mm-hmm. Um, all boom, all boom. of the New Mutants 100 that kind of like mm-hmm. turned into X Force. Yeah, all right. of those dudes. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the non Cable X Force. Yeah. So I have two things. First, there's actually a Domino novel that has been released by the publishing company that Asmodee owns. It's in the same vein as that Doctor Doom novel I bought. Um, that sounds awesome. So there, there is another option if you want to read a point of view from Domino. Um, and then second, I just realized that Domino has an ability with probability uh, manipulation that is just blatantly worse than Scarlet Witch's ability. <laughs> it's just, it's really funny that I, I hadn't noticed that before. Because her ability is when you attack, defend, or dodge, 
uh, you can spend one power per die to treat a failure as a as a success. Um, is where Scarlet Witches gets it, right? What is it a, a failure or a success or is failure as a crit? It's failure as a crit, right? Is it a crit? It's, yeah. a crit. it's hard to read. Yeah. The picture's real small. I thought it was just, it says, I thought it was no. wild. No, it says before. So if is, it's a critical, that is a little better, but it costs power, though. Right. So she's she, only three but, points. Yeah. She, to five. Also, it explodes, right? So you get, you get, not only mm-hmm. do you get, you the, might get the, more, the, yeah. Yeah, not only do you get success, but you could get another. So, I mean, and that's the point, right? She's domino, right? It's, it's uh, getting really lucky. So not only does she manipulate the luck, but she could get more lucky. Because that's, that's how she works. Alrighty. Well, thanks for joining, everybody. Hopefully you had a good time. Uh, this has been Brandon. And Parker. And Jeremy. Play Netrunner. And this has been The Gang Finds a Japanese Toilet Ghost. We do not have a main topic yet because we done did all the ratings. Unless we're going to do ratings for the new cards. Now we do more ratings. Do you see my comment on the most recent? Uh... It's just ratings all the way down. Did, did what, you... uh... When uh, Dan posted the uh, the Craven card. Oh, no. <laughs> and I said, congratulations, you found the most useless card in all the tactics. <laughs> I said oh, yeah. you should get a platinum reward if you use it successfully. <laughs> yeah, that, that card's bad. I'm like, oh my god. I thought you were talking about his character card. I'm like, that's kind of harsh. I don't think. He, oh, no. you mean the tactics? Yeah, card. yeah, that one's bad. It's, no defense. There is no defense. No. I was waiting to get blown up on that with people with like ideas. Nope. 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 Crickets. There was a card in the Lord of the Rings trading card game called Down from the Hills. Did you guys ever play this game? Uh, I have it. I've played it a million years ago, but I don't remember It's a pretty fun little game. And the card Down from the Hills is basically to represent the scene in uh, The Two Towers when Gandalf shows up at first light on the third day and... And he comes down from the hills with the the Rohan riders behind him, and they they just massacre the Urukai. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty epic scene, and they they tried to make the card representative of that. And so in this game, you'll generally have a collection of like three to four, maybe even five heroes on an outside chance. Usually three or four. They have a strength between like six and eight, and they have like three wounds each. And you fight uh, shadow creatures like Urukai orcs maybe even like cave trolls and stuff and to advance along the track. And so the card down from the hill says, if you have Gandalf and you can spot another char- character that is an ally of Gandalf's, uh, play this card. The And they get like plus five or six strength. Like they do extra damage. They, they get all these bonuses in combat. But the problem is you have to, you have to wound them twice to play the card. Because it's basically like you have to put them on their last leg, and then they're this powerful. And so it was considered a horrible card in the game. And a friend of mine ran a tournament called the Down from the Hills Tournament, where you could you automatically lost any game in which you did not actively play Down from the Hills. <laughs> and so it was basically just, how far can you get like handcuffed to this the worst card in the game? Because you, it was this silly situation where, and eventually the guy who won the tournament basically just played like a Hobbit deck that, because Hobbits are mostly loyal to Gandalf, 
And he was just like, all right, Pippin, you're dead. He was just playing and kill kill Pippin. Like, sorry, Pippin, goodbye. Like, down from the hills, you explode. Like, next. <laughs> like, he would just keep playing this card on the the hobbits and just sacrificing them. He's like, look, I played it. He's like, I don't think that's what he meant, but okay. But yeah, it was fun. So I like silly events like that. But yeah, this card's pretty terrible. I named an episode after it. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was. it's a bad one. Uh, John John mentioned that uh, he he heard the intermission joke, so I guess he listened to the last episode already. Yeah, the intermission. Yeah, yeah I, I posted that video of the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. He's like, "I'll watch this during intermission." <laughs> we have a loyal fan base. Mm-hmm. We do it for the views. So far, our podcast is zero views. Should I get Should I get my tactics cards for this next? Are we actually going to do that day? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. What do you guys want to do? Whoa, huge spike. Not really. We have 2,087 plays. I don't know what that means as compared to what it was like last week. I think we're continuing at our normal clip. Got it. Um, I think we could chew up a bit of time because um, I kind of wanted to ask. You guys had discussed our game, me and Parker's game. I kind of wanted to hear the thoughts on that. With You hadn't played a game in a long time, Parker, and you just played and just kind of hearing some of your thoughts and that would be interesting to me. So, I mean, I've been playing this whole time, so I just, I kind of wonder what it's like to get back on the tabletop and kind of like see what you saw. Hmm. So I guess maybe the topic might be like, or maybe a topic playing back in the stores. Cause I mean, you did the tabletop simulator a little bit and now people are actually playing back on the tabletop. Then we played a game, kind of talk about something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Also, I would like to discuss how much I still fucking hate the Iron Fist model. I put it together. I looked at it at many angles. It is the worst. I, I mean, like, literally, it, it's... This is I, how I, I punch it. people. I hate it more than... <laughs> I hate it more than any yeah. other Iron Fist model that's... I, I hate but do it. you have the power of a dragon? <laughs> if you had the power of a dragon, you might punch differently. Think about it. Maybe. I guess that's true. I'm no Kung It's master. still... It's still not the worst representation of Iron Fist. That was clearly the Netflix show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Are. In the world of media. <laughs> I I did very much love the meme of now they're actually heroes for hire after that show's got canceled. It's like, no. Wow. I it was really frustrating though, it's because they finally represented Iron Fist correctly. Did you ever go watch that episode, Parker? No, I did not. The the one you the, said the buddy that cop well. team up. Yeah, there's yeah. one in a crossover episode where he actually just acts like Iron Fist. He's just like the plucky comic relief that punches people real good, and like that's the, like they at no point is it ever in doubt that they're not just gonna whoop everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. Like they just walk into this warehouse full of ninjas, beat the shit out of them, and they're like, "All right, I guess I'll see you next week," and they like, just walk away from each other. Parker, are you gonna play on Saturday? I'll be in. Uh family vacation after the tournament what you'll play you're gonna play on saturday though then you'll no, go on I... vacation <laughs> no yeah I'm you're gonna drive back don't be selfish vacation it's don't a long be selfish <sighs> we will stream you, you in get... yeah we'll live stream you in you'll <laughs> be like chess rules somehow yep mm-hmm. iron Parker, fist where should e4. i where should i go what should i do Iron Fist to E4. <laughs> Iron Fist, speed, medium, 30 degrees left. Yeah. 
full move, quarter move. It'll be good. It'll be fine. Did you ever watch Arrested Development? Yes, I watched. I did not watch all the Netflix episodes, but I watched a lot. No, the oh, Netflix ones the weren't great. Ones. They, but, they were by far the best episodes. Oh, Jesus Christ. But the whole idea of when they had the robot <laughs> that had the uh, cam- like the um, iPad strapped to itself and it would drive around. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was representative. Uh, like, we'll do that with you. It'll just be your face. <laughs> and there'll be a camera on it. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Look at our topic list. Here's a good one. We'll do this. Top three models in the meta today. Ooh. Top three as in best or top three as in most chosen? Most popular. Okay. Are we sure? Do we actually have like any way to say that for sure? I'm not saying it's a bad topic. We do. You don't. (laughs) Um. We've played more than two games, sir. Yeah. I can tell you our numbers and whatnot probably go hand in hand with Tabletop Simulator, like the 180 people they're playing in Season 5. Okay. So there is actual data if you want to look at it, but I think we parallel. At least close enough. Yeah. Where is that data? Where would you find that? Um, I would okay. say TTS rosters Season 5, something like that. If you guys don't want to do top three meta models, we can do a different one. I have a couple others we can pick from. I think we can do a series of top threes, to be honest. I think that that would probably take up a bunch of time. Uh, top three models, top three um, scenario choices. Well, I think we should just do the models for today, because I think we have enough stuff to talk about with that. It's what? just that if that's if you guys want to talk about that, but yeah, I agree with you that it's good to have those top three topics. What about? I already have that in one of our reoccurring topics. Instead of top three, I think top five might be more interesting because I think the top two and three might be all the same. Well, how about we go around the table and we each give three one at a time, and you can't duplicate one, so we'll end up with the top nine of our okay. opinions. But that's fine. No, that's good. Okay. And then I'll keep a list running on the document. I'm trying to find any data about season five, and I can't find it. I find like individual it's games. It's still running. Um, they have like the what like, is it lists. called? Um, I can tell you Fire where Frost. to go. It's on. Um, look up Xavier protocols. They do all that stuff. Season five roster stats, just the numbers. Xavier protocols. Yeah, here it is. I was gonna say I know those guys do it. Okay, I got it here. I'm not going to pull that up and go off any of that, by the way. Um, I was, I, I was like, you, this is what I, I thought maybe I could contribute this way. because well, I, that's, that's fine. I shall read the next highest name on the list because yeah. I am Parker. Well, if it makes sense, absolutely, <laughs> uh... for sure. Because, I mean, we're going to be personally biased. Me and Brandon have played a few games. Like, we're yeah. biased on our things. No, yeah, which means we've played more than Parker. By well, <laughs> exactly a few is well more than parker there's also the concept of like what models like just destroy your ass like obviously magneto yeah. will be one of them for god's sake like it's gonna land in there somewhere i don't know what you're about magneto is a very underpowered model Ooh. he should be I five points myself he should be five I points he should be four points let's be four serious points. here <laughs> i have to tell you i think magneto is the most perfect cost and model in this entire game 
Yeah, you feel like his cost is legitimate, and but at the same time, he's scary, so... He is exactly where he should be. And despite being the most bullshit model in the game, he is the most fair bullshit model in the game. Yeah. He does exactly what he does, and everyone knows what he does. It's not complicated. He just does it. Does it real good. I think I would think differently. You know what? For whatever. Let's let's save it for the top. We'll talk about it later. Yes. I've yeah. got a lot to say about Magneto, that motherfucker. <laughs> You got any for the forums? Did you find anything cool? I haven't looked. You want me to look? You might as well take a glance. There might be something. Because all man. these new... All you these... can't go to that well too often. Well, I mean, with all these models that just got released in the United States, like, there might be a couple new ones. Do you know Australia still doesn't have inhumans? That's how far back they are. They're so fucked. What? Yeah. It's not like X-Force for us, where it was just, like, late. They haven't gotten anything past inhumans? No, they haven't. They've been like six oh, months with man. nothing. Um, do we want models that aren't released yet? I usually avoid stuff like that. Well, it depends. I mean, where they were released, like, whatever. I mean, our listeners in Singapore would like to know. Okay. The title of this one is Field Dressing on Dazed Characters that Already Activated, but was dazed mid-activation. Does anyone want to guess what the question is? Kill yourself. <laughs> Can I still use my last attack? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. The answer is yes. Do whatever you want. No. No. Do whatever you want. Well, it depends on the orientation of the car that landed on top of you. <laughs> Who killed you? Start there. Were you on a building? How far Fall away for, How far away for, were you from a car? Yep. So, does this mean Lockjaw can either activate again or continue his activation Using his unused actions from his previous activation. Why not? Do it. I think you should. <sighs> Answer. Characters with activated tokens cannot activate. <laughs> I I don't like roasting people, but that was that was a bad one. <laughs> that was that was real bad. Literally just listen to the words you said and see what you think should happen. Do the things that you said the things and the, the things. I love the rules moderator saying, no, none of the things you said are possible. <laughs> I always like when the rules moderator just says no. Yeah. That's my no, favorite. No, words, lock thread. Two letters, no capitals, lock thread. No, lock thread. Yeah. That's some harsh, harsh shit. Oh, Parker, just, just for people listening so they don't, they realize I'm not a complete terrible person. You've played three in-person games, one of which was a learner game, correct? Mm, yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you this rules question. I want you to give me the response. Okay. When Captain Sam is KO'd, does his team get the benefit of his leadership ability, or does it cease to function because he has been dazed? No, he gets it because it especially says, if this model is KO'd. Yeah. Yeah. It, it says it on the card. Just read the card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> it says that exactly. Because mm -hmm. i that's one of the things I like about the card. It actually works when he dies. I think it's cool. That's going to be kind of janky at first. That's going to be really weird to play against. We were talking about it in the parking lot a lot. Uh, I think Sen is I don't also, know. I think Sen is the same vein of, like, people don't realize how good it is until it happens to you. You know what it reminded me of, because we got our Netrunner stuff back out, is that um, HB deck I built where it was just like, 
all the assets you have to spend like three credits to trash it's like what happens when the runner runs out of credits it's like all these things just get massive value because you're running so many of them it's just like i guess you have 12 assets uh shit hashtag netrunner fucked me once yeah there's there's no new ones that are okay not not real oh hold on wait Wait. Fearful symmetry question. Oh, Let's Jesus. Ah. I think that's the well worth diving into. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this card complete garbage? Okay. So you remember how every single rules rules question about how Hella's shit works and then how Ghost Rider's shit works mm-hmm. went against Hella but in favor of Ghost Rider? Yep. Okay. It's similar to that for, for Fearful Symmetry. They're going to give him every benefit of the doubt to play this fucking card. Oh, as they should. It's still not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, because it's it's still fucking terrible. But the question is, uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll save this one for the podcast. Because this is the only one that we have. Okay. All the rest of these are terrible. bad. I'm kind of excited about some more Netrunner. Yeah, me too. I was actually kind of sad we didn't get to play more games. I want to... I need to pull my cards inside and start like looking at them and actually figure out what I was thinking at the time, which might've been nothing. Like it's fucking stupid. I looked through my Jinteki deck and I could definitely tell that I had heavily modified it based on the people I was playing. Motherfucker. You're such a piece of shit. Well, it's not, it's not because of that. It was just because people know how the common cards get played. So I started playing some weird dark horse cards just so it would throw people off. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. Here's some random ice and some random assets. And you're like, okay. Because Jinteki is all about the trap cards. But the point of the trap cards is that you don't know what's about to happen or else they don't work. If you well, know what's coming, they don't work. Well, And you... so I started putting in weird oddball ones to make you like second guess yourself. You're like, all right, that's a June bug. But, but if it's not a June bug, I'm screwed. Um, and so then you end up checking the June bug because of all the other weird shit in the deck. Dear listener, if you've never played Netrunner, it's so unfortunate good. for you. That's a hell of a game. Um, highly recommend. Find a friend that owns it. Give it one a whirl. Of our ma- I, was, I was screwing with my, my cards during the last pre-release, and one of the match players came over, and he's like, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's Netrunner. He's like, what's Netrunner? Did you <laughs> like, smack him across the like, mouth? It's an asymmetrical card game. And he's like, what does that mean? It's like, uh, so there's two players and they don't do anything the same. He's like, what do you, how does that work? And that's why I just started explaining the game to him. He's like, that sounds awesome. I was like, yes, it is awesome. It is. Unfortunately, Wizards killed it. Thanks. Thank Wizards for ruining the only good card game they're ever affiliated with. I cannot imagine there won't be a Mark III. Honestly, I, I cannot imagine. It's. It's IP problems. It has nothing to do with the game. It's just IP problems. Because they wanted to make Cyberpunk 2077 the video game. And due to something that was ruled written a certain way in their IP contract, they gave all the rights to FFG and not just the rights for the card game. And so they had to take it back. And I don't know. what. I I guess it could happen again. But FFG is like going down hard right now. So I don't see that happening. I mean, they lost the Star Wars license. That's probably not helping. Did they really? Yeah, AMG has it now. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't... Am I missing something? Isn't AMG a part of the whole thing that owns Fantasy Flight? Asmodee owns FFG, and they're affiliated with AMG. 
So it doesn't. Isn't that all the same? No. But okay. FFG still has Star Wars stuff. They still run. They still have the Star Wars card game and like all the RPG stuff. The Star Wars card game. What Star Wars card game? Their Star Wars. Destiny died like two years ago. No, not that. I thought there was another. I thought there was because I thought they still have some Star Wars IP stuff. Maybe I'm not crazy. to my knowledge. As far as I know, the only thing FFG does right now is Keyforge and Suck. They do all. They do a lot of Marvel stuff too. They do Marvel Champions. Yeah. Um. They basically took all their horses and lashed it to everything Cthulhu related. Yeah. Like that's it. If it's Cthulhu oriented, if it's like well, HP you know Lovecraft, why? do you know why? Why? Because it's fucking open source. No one owns HP Lovecraft shit anymore. Really? Oh, because it's been so. That's old? why everyone has Cthulhu shit. That's true. <sighs> well, they keep playing. They have, look at it. They keep printing letters of the Five Rings stuff too. Yeah. Also, why do but they? But again, they like they they do L five R or Lord of the Rings IP to fucking everybody. So why do the um? Why do they still have? Why are they still selling? Why is FFG still selling all the X Wing stuff off their website? Like, where is that still? The, the transition place you... isn't complete. Okay. They're just not designing anything new. Okay. I have to tell you, the Lord of the Rings that living card game is fucking amazing. It's a really good game. I've heard good things. And I mean, there's tons of other games that are based on exactly that system that are the same way, and they're not as good. The Lord of the Rings, like, I can't get enough of that card game if I can get people to play it with me. It's really good. Lord of the Rings, which one? It's the Lord of the Rings living card game. That The one that, that FFG made? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really good. Journeys in Middle Earth? No, that's a board game. That's different. Lord of the Rings, the card game. That's it? Uh-huh. Do Was it you, Jeremy? I played it. Was it you? I bought into a, a really old Lord of the Rings card game, and I can't remember what kind of game it was. I remember I had a deck. It was a dwarf deck. I remember playing a tabletop. Was I playing you? That was one where you had to. Uh, the point was one. It was an asymmetrical game. One side was the uh, the dark side. One side was the the fellowship. I think that was me. Was it? You I have that game. That's what Brandon yeah, that was, was talking, about, talking earlier. about earlier. Yeah. I think I brought my decks up one time and you played a couple games with me. Yeah, that's a whole different animal. That's not that that's not the what I would call the perfect living no. card game, which is Lord of the Rings the card game. It's fucking good. Mostly mostly cuz it's not a living card game. Yeah, that one's not. No. Holy shit, this is a really big game. Like there are cool a lot game. there are a lot of expansions. Oh, the LCG? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I have over like I I would say 20 I don't know, maybe even $2000 worth of fucking cards for that game. <laughs> it's stupid. There's so yeah. many. Every edition is good. Like it's fucking great. The way the system works, you build your shit like a magic deck. Like you just pick out what you want, you build it, and you go for it. And the deck doesn't give a fuck what you do. It just kills you. It's just like, okay, that's great. That, uh, yeah, because uh, it's cooperative, right? It's like you yeah. versus the encounter. It's cooperative. Every person you add, it gets harder and harder and harder. And it's a really hard game. I've played that a ton. Jeremy, I would play this game with you in a fucking heartbeat. Well, I mean, if you show up at the store, I, I can bring it. You tell me when you're going to be there. Okay. It's not going to happen. He won't. It's been years. He doesn't even come up there. He doesn't even know where the store is. We're talking about the... Uh, I play at the Geekery now. Do you know where that is, Parker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've there, heard of it. Up north? I, I done heard of it. Wow, a lot of it's okay. out of stock on the website. Yeah, it's because they're all like all super old sets. Yeah. It's been out for a long time. 
me and my brother started playing it a while back, and then we played all of them. I kept just buying them because uh, every one of them is fun, and every one of them is different. Like, there is literally a mission where you fight against, like, two double-headed giants in the car. Like, you'll be doing your best, and all of a sudden you get shoved in a bag and then eaten. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? Just randomly. Like, that's just how the game works. You have to avoid it. And that one's completely different than, like, you have to scale a mountain. Like, one of the missions is scale a mountain, and you just die of, like, being frozen to death. Like, the, I know the, the game. The game's amazing. I refused to ever read anything like the Cimmerillion. Like, I refused. But I was interested. <laughs> no, I, don't do that. But I, but I am interested in the lore, so I deep dove into some of the folks who had read the Cimmerillion. There's a lot of content online. Of like, <laughs> I read the TLDR by people that have read it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not want to read that fucking book. But I... I didn't. I didn't want to know how many syllables there were in the Elvish word for you know uh, uh, this place name, but I did want to know. Genitalia. Yeah, I did want to know. Uh, I did. I did want to know like the history and some of the main characters and the the primary story, the different ages. I want to know what the difference between the first and the second age and that kind of stuff. And so I spent a long time watching YouTube and stuff on it. I enjoy. I really like the world. I really like it, and I really like the the main. I've seen the movies so many times. Yeah, every part of the movies and the books is in that card game in different ways. And it's, Wait, hold on. Is, it's the, a... is the Hobbit in this game? In the Hobbit? Yes, the Hobbit? absolutely. Ugh, okay. The but book is fine. The book is fine. Here's the cool part, though. The card Ooh, game just merges them in. Like, you, if yeah. you want the characters that are in the Hobbit, great. If you don't want to play any of the Hobbit missions, don't. Like, you don't mm. have to do any of that. And it's completely like, do whatever you want. The card game doesn't care. Like... The enemies don't give a fuck who you are or what you've done. Like, build the biggest deck you think possible. Go ahead. And it doesn't care. It's still super hard. Every mission is super hard. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm not one to, like, get into any of those games. Like, I hate living card games. I hate that. That's just, like, buying crack. Uh, I'm just, Oh, it's so good. I gotta bid another one. And they just keep putting it out. And you're just like, Fuck! I like LCGs. I do not like CCGs. It is very frustrating to play CCGs as an adult. It's like, I have shit to do. Can you just give me what I want now? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and it has to be a good enough product for living. I The thing I hate about living card games or any of that shit is they'll tag you, they'll carry you along and drag you through the mud. And then all of a sudden they give up on it. And then they'll just produce garbage, and then it dies on the vine right yeah. there. It's like when all mm-hmm. of the developers get offered better jobs yep. because they, they made yep. a good game. No, It's but... almost like the Flash TV show where it's like, hey, this is great. Oh, yeah. what the shit? Yeah. Like, like, what happened? And Lord of the Rings has not been like that. Everything they produced is good and fun, and mm-hmm. it's all additive because all the cards they put in there, you can add to your deck. I, like I say, it's exactly like building a magic deck. You can have three of these, three of those, three of these. You mix it all up it's, and play any mission you want to. It doesn't matter. I I used to get confused when people said they avoided FFG games because it was FFG and no other reason. And I'm starting to get it now. It's really just any time an FFG game becomes like their cash cow slash leading seller, it just immediately like gets over managed by their like executive board members and turns to shit. And they start fucking shit up because they're trying to overmanage it, not just let the developers do what they want. Or because it did so well, they'll they'll like fucking steal one of the developers and move them to another mm-hmm. project, to try and make that project successful. 
And so they just start fucking with it as soon as it becomes successful when you just leave it alone when it's successful. Just yeah. don't do anything. And so the the smaller the game for FFG, usually the better as long as it doesn't get canceled. I actually ran into um, the Lord of the Rings card game from Tabletop, the owner of Tabletop. I had talked to him about liking different games and he, he introduced me to it. Uh, what's interesting about that is so yeah, you have all these things that are released, and all the, uh, one of my friends bought um, the mansion, or I'm sorry, the Cthulhu version. The um, I don't remember is it Mansions of Mad? Like it, it's one of the living card games. Mansions of Madness, I think, is the board. game. That's the board game. Ark- Arkham Horror. That's, is, is that the card game? game? So yeah. Arkham Horror is basically a copy paste of mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings. So. They're just milking that version. It, it, it's yeah, it's a reskin. Yeah. So it's just kind of sad. It's like okay, you guys didn't really do anything special there. Well, I believe Lord of the Rings is the newer of the two, isn't it? No, not at all. No, Lord no, 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 no. Older? Okay. No. I thought Arkham Horror card game had been around for a long time. No, that was the newer one. Okay. Anywho, it's a great card game. Um, at, back to Netrunner. Also a fantastic fucking card game. Yeah, Netrunner, I'm going to miss Netrunner for a long time. It's just like, anyone who's ever played Netrunner for any reasonable amount of time knows like that game was so deep. And people, when I talk to Magic players, they're like, why don't you like Magic? It's like, I get tired of turning cards sideways. Like, that's literally the entire game of Magic, is you turn cards sideways, there's no decisions. Because there's always a correct decision. Which means if you're not fucking brain dead, you should be able to find it in like three seconds. Yeah. And so in Netrunner, there's not always a correct decision, nope. which means you're trying to read your opponent and there's actually decisions to be made. And so that's much more interesting to me than like, I play four, 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 three. Well, I turned, I turned four, 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 three sideways as often as possible. Look at me play game. Well, look and at like, magic. Jesus so Christ. What, what's available for magic? You either play a card or you don't. Netrunner is... You either there's play. more to it than that, but you yeah, play a card. You're not. Mm-hmm. You draw a card. You you play for, card. You do. Oh my god! Does. It's unlimited. Yeah. It's unlimited, mm-hmm. and you can botch your fucking turn. Like it doesn't. Like it's infinitely. Well, it's better. so easy that like you you tend to take a little bit extra time just to confirm that you're not about to make an enormous mistake <laughs> that will cost you the game <laughs> because anything any I'm offended you do by that Brandon I'm personally offended and the by that. way you do it the way you do something will also determine if you win the game or not because uh, and, and I'm sure magic players will agree like a lot of people that play magic nowadays play commander in some version or another even if it's not the format they prefer they do play commander and commander is very much a social game and and netrunner brings that in in a 1v1 situation, which is a really odd thing to, to balance well, because the way you do your stuff, anybody who has played Netrunner, there's basically there one side is trying to, um, one side plays this corporation that is trying to develop new software to sell to the public. The, the other side of the game is the runner who's trying to steal said developing programs from the corporation and do with it what they want. Either sell it to another corporation, sell it to the public themselves, or just release it for free. Whatever reason they're trying to do it. It's basically the card version of the Shadowrun role-playing game. And it's like so 1980s. You'll, you'll try and, like yeah. 1980s, like the grittiest. It's cyberpunk. Cyberpunky, yeah. like 
It's I mean, the so original cliche. name of the game was Cyberpunk. Yeah. Like, it was literally named Cyberpunk. So if you played the Cyberpunk video game, it's literally what the card... It's based off the card game, which the card game was sold to FFG, who reskinned it as Netrunner. But the core mechanics are the same. But yeah, so you're trying to develop these things called agendas. And if the runner at any time gets to look at the agenda, they win. Or they don't win, they steal the agenda automatically. And so it first to seven points wins. The agendas are worth usually one to three points. And you have to have a minimum of like 21 points of them in your deck. And you can install like firewall programs in front of your cards so that your the runner has to break through them to get access to your cards. And so it's a shell game where you're trying to like bluff and also plan ahead and score more points than your opponent. But it, it's a very fun interactive game. Yeah, one player is trying to hide information. The other player is trying to steal information mm-hmm. in a perfect, like, symmetry form. It, it's yeah. it's really nice. It always feels pretty good. You know, what the one-to-one relationship in an asymmetrical game isn't as good as this game and any other game that I've ever yeah. seen. It's very, very fun. But yeah, I think the one of the best parts about it is the asymmetrical part of it. And at one match, you'll basically play as each side of the game once. She'll play the runner and the corp each one time. The total score differential is determines who wins. And so it's first to seven wins the game, but if you score six to seven and then the next game your opponent scores one to seven, then you'll, you'll win with eight to like 13. Yeah, super cool. All right, we probably talked enough Netrunner. Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then uh, we'll probably get started. What are you fucking doing? Nah. Nah. Shut up, it's Blitz O'Clock. Actually, I now realize that there's no reason for me to do this because it's a Sunday Blitz. <laughs> I only need to do this one time in two days. But it's about the time I normally Blitz. So. Mm. No, actually something I, I was thinking about while we were pre-rambling is I would really love to do like a role-playing game podcast where we do like, we play through a role-playing game over over Discord and record it. But we would have to find a game master. Yeah. And Parker would have to be able to talk. What? What? You're supposed to say, yeah. Yeah. I started playing Kingdom Death again. Oh, yeah? Yup. Very excited about it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, I just watched The Witcher for the first time. I haven't watched it yet. That show's dumb. Why does Brian like that show? You don't like it because you don't like beautiful men. As far as I can tell. No, actually... That was literally my favorite part of the entire show, actually. <laughs> um, no, I didn't like it because it's all out of order chronologically. Like, the, the fucking show skips around chronologically to the point where I didn't know what the fuck was going on at any point in time. Oh, really? And that's probably only because I didn't really care that much to actually try and follow <laughs> what... But it's like, Pulp Fiction is more chronologically correct than this fucking television show. I watched the first, like, half of the first episode and gave up yeah, on it. I was it, like, I'm not in. I don't know. Well, because they're trying to tell, like, 30, 30 years of story in, like, eight episodes. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, 
there's this person and then there's this other person and I'm trying not to spoil anything because it's not a super recent show. It's not a super old show. It's fairly recent. But like stuff happens and then like you meet a character that's already been introduced later in the timeline and you're like seeing their origin story. But at no point does it mention that it's a flashback like 30 years. I'm like, no wonder I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It was just, it was very annoying. I feel like the show would have just been better if it would just been like a like contiguous story. What do you think, Parker? I actually haven't seen it yet. Oh, it sucks. My brother loves the novels. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it it's it is very much what uh, Game of Thrones was, which was um, massively undervalue what it could have been. Yeah, the people who played the games and really loved it, like seriously, were like very passionate about it. Uh huh. And I watched the the show for a minute, and I never played the games, and I was just like. Um, I think I'm going to watch Breaking Bad again for the seventh time. Yeah, I've only seen people play the games, like, briefly, like, when they were, like, at their computers. But yeah. I will say that I thought they did a really good job of adapting uh, the game to the screen. I thought that actually felt very natural, and the the voice and everything, like, I thought they nailed the character spot on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know anything about the story, so I, I couldn't speak to that. I mean, I'm all about Superman. Like, I like him. That's cool. Like, I'm fine. I actually don't like Henry Cavill on in general principle, but I thought he did a really good job as the Witcher. Uh, which is basically grunting and whoa, but I mean, whoa, careful where you go there. Uh, if you know, like Superman, you're an idiot. Listen, full stop. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a remake that was like 27. Oh, you mean it was like 27 hours long? Superman. It was 27 hours long. And it had no, something no, no, to do no. with superheroes. The Kevin Spacey one. Because <laughs> child rapists make the best of Lex Luthers. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. That really derailed quick, didn't it? Um, what are you talking about? No, the, the problem I have with uh, uh, The Return of Superman is not the fact that they have a child rapist in the movie. It's actually the massive inconsistency of how Superman's powers work in the movie. Beyond the bad acting and everything else. Like, in the opening scene of the movie, he struggles to stop a 747 from crashing. Uh-huh. Because he can't lift it. He's learning. I don't know if you know anything about planes. They're generally designed to be as light as possible. <laughs> Later on in the movie, he lifts a continent made of kryptonite. Wait. Didn't he also take a bullet to the eyeball? Like, directly take a to, to the, the eyeball. eyeball. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Literally directly to the like eyeball. Like, a bullet, yeah. like bounced off his eyeball like literally (laughs) i mean that's fine i see okay and can he like he can go so fast he can reverse time and shit (coughs) not in that one no okay okay only in superman 2 two or three i don't know it's one of those it's either it might be three but i I think it's two superman 2 had richard pryor so don't fuck with that one no superman 3 had richard pryor superman 3 is the one with the robot right he he fights a robot that puts him in an embryonic sack at the end. That's like the thing Wasn't that, that him. That was two. I thought that was three. I thought Superman two is when uh, Zod shows up, and Superman one. Ooh, is you when might be right. Kevin oh, is when uh, what the fuck? Gene Hackman gives him the emerald necklace, and he drowns. Like I thought that was the order of the, the emerald necklace. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure my '80s knowledge is supreme right here. You might you might have it. Yeah. Because Superman 3, they were like, what if we got the guy from the toy and then, like, made it all about getting money from the man? And that's, like, the plot of the movie. And Superman 2 is like, what if we got a skinny guy with a goatee and said he was the most powerful being in the universe? 
and and then that happened. Parker, I feel like you're. Asleep. Oh, it's Superman three! You son of a bitch! Got it. You did. You nailed it in one. Good job. It's, Parker's ignoring us. It's eleven o'clock, and we haven't actually started talking about Marvel Crisis. Oh my god! Now. It is. I didn't realize it was eleven o'clock. Yeah, but we're recording, so this is all podcast. This is all meat. Okay. This is the meat. This is the meat of the podcast. I'm pretty sure people just listen for us to make off-color comments after the podcast is over. We apologize for any inappropriate... Intermission! Intermission! (laughs) Hit the intermission button. You just yell intermission, it means you're halfway done. All I know is it was clarified. Superman 3 has Richard Pryor. Look, we do our facts checking beforehand. Parker, which of the Supermans is your favorite? What? (laughs) Which of the Supermans was your favorite? Uh, I actually did not mind Man of Steel. Uh, I didn't mind it actually. I okay. I, I did not think it was the, I. Uh, it's, it it got kind of, of course the the part that was really weird was the obviously gratuitous loss of life at the end of the the last like, fifteen minutes of the movie. It's like yes, hundreds of thousands of people die. It just mm-hmm. obliterated. Uh, that was kind of like way out, way out of proportion. I but, think that's a very conservative death toll estimate. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like it's it is New crazy. York City in the midday. Yeah, like there's gonna be a lot of death. Yeah, uh, but I actually really liked everything around. Uh, I thought it was the best like Kryptonian origin story that they've ever done. Uh, it was much more interesting than the comic books or any of the other movies. Um, I, I thought Jor El and Zod were actually interesting, um, and. Uh, I actually liked the Lois Lane relationship. I actually was thought it was the, the only good Lois Lane relationship, and there was actually a whole show about that relationship. And I, I like this one the most. Um, I liked a lot of things about the. Uh, I, I like a lot of things about that movie. The only thing about that movie that was really silly was the 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 final fight where they're just it's just absolutely gratuitously ridiculous. But it was visually appealing. It looked cool. It was it was a cooler mid air fight than the last Matrix movie, which was a super dumb version of that fight. Uh, <laughs> the last Matrix. They only made that. one Matrix movie. No, they made two. <laughs> Don't you even they fucking made, start. They made three. They only made one. They made three Matrix movies, and they, the last. Listen. I'm pretty movie. sure the Matrix ended at to be continued. I'm yes. not sure. Thank you. At any rate, Whew, almost got upset. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, the uh, this is like you were sheltered by your parents, and like old Yeller ends yeah. when they all just yes. have dinner. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I refuse. Totally to watch... a forty-five minute movie. <laughs> I, I actually don't know how well Batman versus Superman was because I refused to watch it on general principle. Um, as soon as I saw who was playing Lex Luthor and what Doomsday they looked both like, have... I was like, nope. Their their mother's name is Martha. Yeah, I saw all the memes <laughs> and I was like, this looks as bad as I think it was. Jeremy, okay, guys, I have to push back on this, guys. Their parents' is, their mother's names are Martha. That is a fact from the comic books. Well, I know, but that's that's. I just love stopped. that they waited until like 2013 to point that out to everybody. Oh my god! Have we hit? Have we hit character bedrock in the DC universe? Uh, we... All of our moms are named Martha. Yes, that is factually correct. Also Martha. Also character Martha. bedrock. Yeah. Did you see the Godzilla meme that followed that movie? Oh God, no. It's Godzilla, uh, like, body slams King Kong into a mountain. And it's, like, the old 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. looks like Power Rangers combat scene. And he's, like, he's about to, like, crush him with this giant rock. And he's, like, and then King Kong, like, leans forward. He's, like, save Mothra. And he's, like, why did you say that name? Like, <laughs> Mothra. <laughs> what to do. <laughs> did you say Mothra? It was so good. That's good. Oh. Uh, I actually enjoy- I mean, yeah. 
Batman versus Superman was fucking dumb, but like the name of the movie was Batman versus Superman. What the fuck did you expect? Well, Batman That's like Train versus Rodent. Like I don't understand. Well, like, Batman... no, because every fucking DC fan masturbates to this mystery fight on who would win. It's not That's a mystery. Point. That's the entire point of the DC comic universe is who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman. Like, Wrong. shut the fuck up. I would... They've done it a hundred times. There Get is, over it. There is a really good comic. See, there was a really good comic made, I want to say in like the early 2000s. It was a really good comic called Batman and Superman. It was very interesting and fun to read. I really enjoyed that comic. And I'm sure this is what they're like trying to tap into with that. But by making it Batman versus Superman, and then like they were also trying to put some stuff in from, you know, Mark Miller's, you know, redux of the Batman, you know, the Dark Knight. And so they're trying to like take some comic stories that were popular with people because they were great standalone versions of those different stories. And they just try to kind of like smoosh them together and spread like bullshit over the top. And it was just, it was so bad. Oh, and also just put the death of, put the death of Superman in there for good measure. Like let's yeah, take yeah, just... let's take three things that were popular in the DC universe and put them in the same movie at the same time. Well, of course it's going to be bullshit. It's going to make no fucking sense. Let's also give Wonder Woman three and a half minutes of screen time. Right, right, right. Let's put let's throw in Wonder Woman. That'll explain everything. Yeah. yeah. Let's throw in Gal Gadot there for a second. And you're like, well, what the fuck is going on? Like it's the movie was the movie had no fucking idea what was happening, and I and so I know I I. Uh, I it was it was it was doomed, and so I refused. I have watched all. I of actually the, didn't uh, think it was that bad. Like, I think that movie is still better than like the Return of Superman. Sure, um, I will go ahead. It's not good, but it's a DC movie. Uh, so it's I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm going to going to say something that's controversial yet brave. <laughs> I don't know about brave. <laughs> go ahead, we'll uh, judge that. Uh, I loved Kevin Spacey and Parker Posey as Lex Luthor and the the idiot uh, sidekick. In Return of Superman, I loved that. I thought they were the best Lex Luthor I've ever seen in anything, except for maybe now the new animated stuff. The new animated stuff has some awesome Lex Luthers in it. But um, who is Parker Posey? Parker Posey, it play, it's his hench girl. Uh, she plays a hench girl in that movie, and she is amazing. Um, like Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor is a super smart, super brilliant, super millionaire, right? Uh, super billionaire. And Parker Posey is like his assistant slash henchwoman, and she's a complete idiot. It and she, they are wonderful together. The eye rolls from Kevin Spacey every time she opens her mouth are fantastic. I loved everything about their dynamic in that movie. It was the perfect kind of comic relief to that movie. I loved it. But um, oh, I think I remember this woman. She was in Scream Three and Blade Trinity. Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, she was the person so who just just add that to Superman Returns, and she's basically an Oscar winner. Yeah, uh, she was not in a lot of stuff, but I no, remember like her because stuff. she has the first name as me. That's the only reason why I remember who her oh. name is because she was wow. the she was the first person that I remember. Like, oh, you have this first same first name as me because almost everyone I've ever met. I, I've now there's eighty fucking million Parkers, but at the time she was she was one of the only people I knew of in the whole world who had the same first name as me. Um, it's really hard. It's really hard to watch Superman anymore with you know Amazon Prime's The Boys being it exists. Like you can see what superpowers actually would do to society. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's so much closer. And like a Superman slash character that has all those powers and shit. Oh my god. 
I would actually say um, even Invincible is more accurate to you know, what, <laughs> yeah, what right. uh, actual superpowers would be like. Because like you would have like the the virtuous types that would raise rise to the occasion. Actually, the boys is pretty good too. Like a lot of the the superheroes and the boys are shitheads, but there's a handful that are like legitimately decent mm-hmm. people. Yeah, they're trying to be heroes or at least not trying to murder the entire planet. But yeah, I mean, it's just DC. It just so many of their characters are two dimensional. It's like you look at it from the point of view. It's like, well, I wanted to make this hero, so I made this hero, and then I wrote down the guy's name at some point. That's who he is, and you're like, I don't know if you know how to design a character, like a person in a in a world that interacts with other people. Anyway, we should probably get started, but we're gonna run late. Okay, you good to go? Parker. Oh, I'm good. Give me a thumbs up. You good? All right. <clears throat> Toilet goes. <laughs> I actually think I messed up the quote earlier. I'm pretty sure it's a Korean toilet ghost, but I think I said Japanese. You did. So you did. That. That. We just stay with that. Oh my okay. god. If you're going to be wrong, commit. That's the one thing I've learned about being on the internet is even if you're wrong, stay true. Full, yeah, full commit. (laughs) It's fine. Oh boy, that was that wasn't too bad. No, I thought that turned out good. I like that one. Yeah. You think anybody will know we recorded this in January? January. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! All right, come on, let's click this thing. I got to work on this. Yeah, we got to go. All right, you ready? All right.